Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Thank you all. Ladies and gentlemen, children across the... Oh, fuck it. Let's go off script. It's time for a reality check. The most real talk show on the net is back and better than ever. Covering all and everything with pro wrestling. The curse. The past. And especially, the future of pro wrestling. We'll talk overcoming struggles from the independents to pros and news from all around the wrestling world. We have no filters, so controversy is always welcome. This is your reality check. <laughs> <We're down>. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, every time I hear that final laugh, it's kind of like a an old man trying to say, I got the last piece of candy. Anyway, uh, guys, <laughs> welcome to another edition. No one laugh. Anyway, welcome to another edition of Reality Check Radio, Hispano time, Uh, Hispanico. You know, did I say that right, guys? Someone wrote this cue card. Who wrote this cue card? Millie, did you write this cue card? Yeah, I'm looking at you. That's your new desk. Millie, listen, listen. Listen, I deal with everything else, so don't, 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 don't go there. Don't go there. I don't do your cue cards. You do them, okay? I forgot you're the king of Hispano. Remember. Anyway. Guys, welcome to another edition of Reality Check Radio. God, this cue card sucks. Who wrote these things? Okay, I'm your host, George Alonzo. We have a great show lined up here for you today. This is Hispanic Heritage uh, episode here today. We have some great guests, which I'm going to talk about in just a few minutes. But first, before we start talking about topics and, of course, guests, let's introduce you to my family, starting with the return of the icon, the man, the myth. I am talking about Little. CM Punk. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Little CM Punk, how are you? I'm doing great. It's back to be back. How are you, George? Man, did you mature a little bit since the last time we talked to you? Your your voice sounds deeper. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit? My God, it seems to me like uh, like you're actually growing. Man, I, you, you sound different, bro. I don't know, like every time, last week, a couple of weeks ago, you sounded like a little mouse. Now today, you actually sound like a teenage mouse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at least don't get, don't turn into a rat, okay, because rats are disgusting. Mice are at least cuter. Anyway, guys, but 
Guys, of course, we also have to welcome the veteran Reality Check Radio Hall of Famer and by far her last episode here hosting for the, you know, for pretty much the last three weeks. She's been substituting and it's been a grand honor to be working with her side by side again. Trust me, I would have no one else but her on my side, like carrying the show, hosting, and etc. I am talking about me. No, I'm just kidding. Lorraine. Lorraine, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. No sense in complaining, you know. Well, welcome back for another episode. Are you going to sell anyone today, Lorraine? Nah. Nah, I'm not going to sell nobody today. I, I, I figure I'll, I'll be nice. Ah, uh, okay. Well, at, le- at least you're being nice because I recall a certain Sean Allen that when you were doing your your final episode uh, years ago, you ended up selling him like a freaking eight street hole. <laughs> but he, he he loved me selling him. You know, he he was all for me selling him. So why not? Eh, I guess so. I guess so. And, of course, uh, <laughs> love you, Sean, if you're still listening. Uh, but also, let's go ahead and introduce, she's over there in the rear desk. Millie, come over here. Get closer a little bit. I know you're handling the Twitter feeds and all that stuff. Come, come here. Guys, let's go ahead and re- return Millie Cruz. Millie, how are you? I'm all right. Over here on, on Darn Gone Twitter and everything else. Yep, as you don't. <laughs> as you all know, uh, Millie is not going to be hosting as much. She's still going to be here. She's still in the studio, and she's still going to be coming in and out. But she's back there now on the computer, uh, working with our Twitter feeds, talking to fans directly, uh, and of course working on our affiliates uh, with some great organizations like the BCW, and of course the newest affiliate that we made last night, Russell Pro, which we are very very honored to be working with, and Lucha Underground. Now, guys. Let's talk about today. Today we have a fantastic show lined up for you. Of course, we're going to be talking about WWE Raw uh, coming in from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Great, great triple, I mean, double main event we have today, including Charlotte defending the title against Sasha Banks one last time. And then, of course, in Cedric Alexander's hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. And then, of course, we also got... Uh, WWE TLC coming up, and let's not forget our double guest tonight here on Reality Check Radio. First, starting with the Aztec Warrior, a man with a lot of heart in this business. I I can't describe to you by words, guys, how much heart this man has for this business and how much heart that he's yet to display. Right now, he's probably giving us half, and and he's still going out there with 100% with half. And I'm talking about the leader of the Cruz Nation, wink, wink, Millie. I'm talking about Alex Cruz is going to be here on the show a little later. To (laughs) 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 Alex Cruz will be here on the show. I told you I was going to sell someone today. Alex Cruz is going to be here on the show. And then... Aside from that, guys, we're going to have the man himself, one of the top Hispanic wrestlers in the world of professional wrestling. He's traveled all over the world, all over the nation. He's been on NXT. He's been everywhere. I am talking about none other than the man, 
known as Mr. 450, will be here on the show as well. We cannot wait to speak with him. So, guys, what should we start talking about first? You want to talk Raw? You want to talk TLC? Uh, what do you want to do? Because, Lorraine, this is your final episode. Let's go with you first. You could go ahead and choose. What do you want to start off with today? Uh, we could start with Raw. All righty. So, now that we're talking about Raw, today again, Coming out from Charlotte, North Carolina, I feel like this is one of those Raws that's the most anticipated. I've never seen so many people, like, put up statuses uh, uh, more than I've ever seen them today, saying, oh, I'm on my way to Raw. I'm on my way to Raw. And most of them are Cedric Alexander supporters. And I cannot disagree. I feel like Cedric Alexander is one of the future men of the Cruiserweight division. And on top of that, not just speaking about that, but this week also starts 205 Live. So hopefully Cedric does appear today on, you know, WWE Raw, knowing that it's from his home state. And maybe we get a certain push because now with 205 Live debuting, they have to throw all the cruiserweights out there like like now <laughs> because it starts tomorrow. They don't, and SmackDown has no cruiserweights to promote the show. So what I'm trying to say is they need to push as much cruiserweights as possible, and I feel like Cedric Alexander is that man, that face that they need for 205 Live. Personally, me, I hope he's the next cruiserweight champion. But, Little Punk, you're finally back. What do you have to say about that? Uh, Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I believe that he is indeed one of the future stars in the cruiserweights, along with other many other future guys. And I really do hope that he gets the push he deserves and then being one of the next champions for the Cruiserweights. Yeah, you said it best there, man. Uh, how about you, Lauren? What do you, what do you have to say? I'm actually in grants with both of you, uh, and I would definitely like to see him uh, the next Cruiserweight champion. All right, so basically I love the fact that we're all deciding that we all feel like Cedric Alexander should be the next Cruiserweight champion. Uh, on top of that, guys, don't forget, talking about cruiser, uh, you know, championships, we also have Charlotte versus Sasha Banks tonight in what could be one last time uh, between the two. Now, <clears throat> this obviously coming out from Charlotte's hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, knowing that the hometown of Ric Flair. Now, guys, <clears throat> okay, this is going a little bit, you know, guessing, but if I really have to say what I hope to see tonight w- between that match, and I hope they main event too because they've proven that they're main event caliber. But what I'm saying is I really hope they push the envelope while they're in the town. They really have to push hard, and that is by saying the return of Ric Flair today. And Ric Flair will not interfere on, like, on the side of Charlotte. He will interfere on the side of Sasha and costing Charlotte the title. Me, personally, I feel like that will put Sasha over the top. On top of that, that would make for a grand return. We've heard rumors circulating about Charlotte taking a break from the WWE ring, so this could be her break. Personally, I feel like this would be amazing. And on top of that, another rumor circulating was that Sasha was going to turn heel that she was going to turn bad. Could this be the possible chance? Because I know that they're trying to set up a program between Bailey and Sasha coming closer to WrestleMania. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for all those stories to come into fruition. 
So, little punk, what do you have to say? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, that would be really like interesting to see. Um, you know, Ric Flair come back and you know help Sasha win because. You know, if you look back to all previous matches we've had, you know, in Sasha's hometown, Charlotte won the title. So most likely, like you were saying, tonight Sasha will, will win the title in Charlotte's hometown. All right. And Lorraine, what what do you have to say? I agree with you. It would be the perfect setup. Ric Flair comes back, helps Sasha win the title, and then Sasha turns heel, which would definitely set her up for and Bailey, and it, it it would fall right in place. Not only that, but I also think that it would be, in the storyline, a perfect revenge for him to get on his daughter for the way she treated him. L- Lorraine, now that you talk about daughter, and this is from a fan point of view, okay, because, of course, you know, we can't say, you know, we all know it's story, okay? We all know it, it's not like, hey, she's telling her father, screw you, and then in the back she's still saying, screw you. I'm saying, like, uh, you know, as a fan point of view, how did you feel when you saw that promo? Because to me, as a fan, I was like, I was like wow, they went far with this, you know, as far as, like, Charlotte telling off her dad. As as a fan, as a parent, I it, it, I was shocked. I was appalled. If I would, you know, of course, like you said, it's it's storyline, so you know, it didn't get to me that bad. But you know, just as the fan type, my mouth dropped wide open. I could not believe that she was actually treating and saying those things to him. So, like I said, that's why I said it would be his perfect revenge back at her to help Sasha win the title from her. So, now that we heard it from a parent's fan point of view, let's hear it from a kid, like a, like a kid of a father, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, you know, point of view. Little Punk, what did you have to say about that promo with the Charlotte, you know, dissing her father in the middle of the ring? Like, did, did you feel like as a kid, like, oh, my God, <laughs> I, if I ever said that to my dad, a.k.a. Rick Foley, I think I will get my butt whooped. <laughs> like, it, did, what was going on through your mind during that promo? As a fan, of course. Little punk, stop muting your mic. <laughs> No, yeah. In all in all the years that that I've you know been watching wrestling, I've never really seen a promo like that. Like that was really like deep, like you said. And like, and yeah, no. If I ever said that to my dad, I would get like my butt kicked. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was it was really like brutal in my opinion. Well, as a parent myself, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I wanted to put her over my knee and, and give her a good spanking just for treating her dad that way. So you know. It's it's definitely they they went far with it. That's for sure. Uh, that is for sure, very much for sure. But let me tell you something: if they caught our attention, just like how you guys are describing, saying, "Oh, they did good," and "Oh, if my dad did this," or "Or me as a parent did this," you know, if they caught our attention with that, let me just say for the record, they did a great job. A oh, freaking 
Yeah, a, a, a great freaking job because, again, like what I was trying to describe last week, you remember, Lorraine, uh, when I was talking to, uh, you know, like I was telling you last week, that WWE lost its shock factor. Remember we were talking about that last week? Right, and we, yeah, we agreed that they definitely did at, at, at that point, but they seem to be starting to, starting to get it back. Okay, yeah, like it's slowly coming back. And let me tell you something. To me, that's what keeps people alive to watch a wrestling because you need that shock factor. Because us as, like Triple H said it best, that this is the reality era. Nowadays, you could go on social media and the wrestling fan already knows what comes next. It's those things that like the Charlotte Ric Flair promo and, and, and everything else that's really shocking us, like the Brock Lesnar and Goldberg 86 seconds, that really catches off guard. That, and that is what drives us to come to watch it next week. So what, okay, my final question to you guys is, Lorraine, what possible next shocking thing can the WWE do to grab the next batch of audience that they've lost through the years because I know WWE has lost a good ratio of ratings compared to the Monday Night Wars. What do you think out of the entire roster, whether it be SmackDown or Raw, what do you think that they could do next to shock the world to grab another handful of fans? Oh, well. Mm, that that's, that's a good question. That's, got, that's actually got me stumped right now. Um... <laughs> I actually really, uh, to be honest, you know, I never sat and actually thought about what, you know, they could do next to actually grab the attention of us. Um, well, one of the things would be Rick, you know, Rick Blair coming out and screwing his own daughter out of the title. That would be one. Yep. I agree with you. A hundred percent agreed. How about you, Little Punk? What what do you think that the WWE can do, whether it be the SmackDown brand or the Raw brand? What do you think can shock us next to grab that attention from us? Three words. Turn Cena heel. That's it. That right there would be the biggest, like, heel turn since Hogan, man. That would be, that would definitely get everybody shocked. <laughs> let, let me let me stop you right there. You remember the uh, the viral video that was going around, Little Punk, that when uh, they were first originally telling Cena to go heel and, or turn heel, and all he did was turn his heel. <laughs> like I think yeah. it was his shoe, and he's like, "Look, I turned heel, folks." <laughs> yeah. I would never forget that viral video. But here, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe I, I can sense that as far as, like, the next shocking moment in the WWE, uh, as far as Cena turning heel. I feel like it's a long time coming, and I don't think it's ever going to happen, but the day it does happen, yes, it will shock the world. You know, in my case, my, damn, what, what can they do to shock me, though? Hmm. You know what? What if they ever decided to make another stable, like the Nexus or the NWO, and all of a sudden something happens on Raw? Because let me tell you something. One of the old school shock factors was the debut of the Nexus. Because here we are saying, oh, like, this guy wins, uh, you know, the first ever NXT, 
you know, competition. And then all of a sudden, we don't see him debut in that Raw at all. <laughs> like, we, we're there waiting, waiting, waiting for his, you know, big triumphant return. And then all of a sudden, like, at the end of Raw, you see this group, this gang, just attack all at once. And it's like, holy cow, what the hell just happened? So, I feel, I feel like that could be, you know, another shock factor. Maybe. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think I think that would actually shock a lot of people. I, I don't know. Like, I think we're in dire need of another stable in, in the WWE. I, I I really don't know. I I I think I really do think that W because to me. The, the wrestling world has had its advantages when you have a stable in your organization. Not saying that you need it or, or that they need to be there, but it's just a huge advantage. It's a good thing because you get, you get all this uh, star power and they all get TV time. But then, like, what do, they, what do fans do all the time when you see a new stable just come out of nowhere? They resemble them to the NWO. And one of the things that fans have been wanting is a new NWO. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I think like that will be a new shock factor. I, that's just me, though. I, I don't know. But, guys, who's ready to talk to our first guest, the Aztec Warrior? I am. Little Punk, you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and reach out to the Aztec Warrior, uh, but while we wait, let me just explain to you a little bit about this young man. This young man has a heart of a lion. He definitely deserves to be where he is, and and I have to say for the record, guys, I am very, very proud to even have him on the air today because he has such a heart for the business, it's freaking redonkulous. (laughs) <laughs> and, yes, I just came out with that word, okay? Leave me alone. Uh, so I have to say, guys, this is one of those guys that I'm very honored to speak with here on the show. He's a, a, a pro wrestling ego champion. He's been, like, living his pride, living his dream since he first came into the business in the first place. And this man has worked for everything he gets, every little thing. And you know what? He's a family man. And this guy is so well-respected in so many ways, personal and professionally. Let's go ahead and open up the lines to the one, the only, the Aztec warrior, the leader of the Cruz Nation, Alex Cruz. Alex, are you there? Familia, what's up? How's it going, everybody? Hey, good, good. Alex, good, good. Uh, I feel like it was just yesterday we were talking on Pipe Bomb. (laughs) You know, it, it is funny. I think I would say long time no talk, but it really did just feel like only a couple of days ago we were speaking. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I've been listening since, since you guys started this episode, great stuff so far, but you were talking about shock factor. And you know the type of shock mm-hmm. factor that we need is a shock factor when Millie called in to the line on Saturday and scared the living daylights out of all of us. And put us in shock. <laughs> that is the shock factor that we're lacking here. Millie, come over here from your desk, please. <laughs> Millie, come here. Uh, you're needed to the office, please. 
<laughs> Millie, you, you yes, see sir. what you've done here? You see what you've done? What? Listen, <laughs> you listen, are now a shock you, factor to Alex, you. okay? I'm a, no, 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 no. Let me tell you like this. Let me tell you right now. When you put Reality Check Radio on the line and my people on the line, of course you're going to get a shock factor. What the heck do you think? <laughs> that was, that was going to happen? That was going to happen? Did <laughs> <laughs> you forget oh, who's, 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 who's really the muscle around here? Uh, you know, it's, it's me and Lorraine technically. Because you can't multitask like women can, so. Women power. Uh oh. Alex, no, no disrespect to you, man. No disrespect, but Millie, go back to your desk before I marry you both right now. (laughs) 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 Anyway, I'm a notary. I'm a notary. I'm a notary public, so don't try me. George, shut up, George. George, I'm going. You want another super kick? Because I can super kick you and I can chop you. That ain't that ain't nothing to me. So, hey, your crowning for the assistant COO hasn't happened yet, so I, I – oh, go back. Thank you, Millie. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, and, and don't forget, the website's under everything I do. So, uh, yeah, you, you want to play with me? Go ahead, George. Do it. Do it. I dare you. Okay. So, <laughs> so Alex, uh, how you, how you been, man? By the way, Felix, you owe me your royalty check. I just gave you a plug. Uh, so, Alex, how you doing? <laughs> man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. been counting down the days, hours. Minutes, seconds, just to get on Reality Check Radio. It's been a long, uh, a long time coming. We've been talking about it for a long time, and uh, just glad to be here. Really, really honored. No, it's our honor to be uh, to have you finally, man. This this was one of the most anticipated episodes ever, and on top of that, it just kept on getting better. You know, with of course the the Millie promotion. Uh, I'm talking about the the uh, you being on the show, and then all of a sudden us adding Mr. 450 on the show. Man. Like the the the. the the, it, it kept on getting bigger and bigger, and and then we had that conversation about, hey, let's just turn this into a Hispanic heritage episode, and right. everything just clicked. So yep. it, it, that's that's gonna go ahead. Oh no no no, go ahead. I, I was saying I was disagreeing. Oh okay, sorry about that, Alex. So no, my first question to you now that we're talking about Hispanic heritage, like. Alex, you being a Hispanic, you know, known as the Aztec warrior, of course, um, what do you think about the Hispanic community now being just as big as ever in the wrestling world? Like, what what's your take on that? Man, so so that is something that I think is, is often overlooked. But I feel like now more than ever since I'm talking since WCW, the birth of the cruiserweights, the Hispanic uh, the Hispanic population, as far as the wrestling world and the fans go, is is bigger and stronger than ever before. Because mm-hmm. you, I mean, you have now the cruiserweight classic back in WWE. You have Lucha Underground taking over the world. Uh, I mean, you just have it's it's the era of the average Joe. It is the era of the the fast, the the agile, the high flyers, and you know it's opening up so many doors for so many people who. Maybe at one point in time we're, we're, we're doubting themselves because guess what? I, I'm I'm not ever gonna be I'm not ever gonna be you know six five two forty or you know six foot you know like they, they might not be those big old big grappler brawler type guys powerhouses but now the doors are open for so many more guys you know no matter how big you are how small you are so it truly mm-hmm. is. Uh, it, it truly is just phenomenal to see the, the Hispanic outreach and, and the fans come back to life. You know, uh, 
one of the one of the promotions that I work at is Mucha Lucha Atlanta, and they have a huge promotion out there. Uh, Mr. Four Fifty is a part of them as well, and I mean, when you go there, it's ninety about ninety six percent of that audience is pure Hispanic, and they are loving it. Man. They love every moment, and it's it's just so you know heartwarming to just give these people something to love again, and and something that you know brings them back to the good old times back in the day. So. And if you don't, let me ask you in that case then, because you're talking about Lucha, and of course for those who don't know, like Lucha Libre uh, was is the Spanish saying for pro wrestling uh, in Spanish. But basically, your background is from Costa Rica, uh, right, Alex? Correct. Correct. Okay, so you know how the Mexicans have their high flying skills. The the Espanols, the the Spaniards have kind of more like a ground game. Uh, like, what kind of background does Costa Rica have when it comes to pro wrestling? You know, as far as that's concerned, I, I'm not too sure. Um, I'm really not too sure what, as far as Costa Rica. You know, I'm sure there are wrestlers out there that are from Costa Rica. I've never really looked too much into. Um, okay. Too much into. The population. I mean, granted, I am. I always say I'm, I'm Hispanic American, you know, because I was born in the United States, but my parents are both from Costa Rica, and, um, okay. and you know, so as far as now, at least I can say that yes, in my blood, you know, it's it's there. But I'm sure, just like every other Hispanic uh, Hispanic country, there's always someone with that interest and someone out there representing that country and uh, representing the Ticos out there, you know, in, in, in lucha libre. So. Um, you know, now after this, I might actually give me some homework to kind of research and, and, and see who's what, what, what big <laughs> names are out there from 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 the the land of the rich coast. You know, yeah, because I don't think I've ever like correct me if I'm wrong, fans, uh, for all you listeners uh, tuning in out there, because maybe I'm even wrong. But I, I don't think I've ever seen a Costa Rican uh, professional wrestler ever enter the realm of the WWE. So, like an actual Costa Rica blood. Uh, wrestler, but is that where you get your look from? Like, is that your heritage that you wear, like towards in the ring, like your your chest gear and all that stuff? Is that kind of like a a resemblance for your heritage in Costa Rica? Well, unfortunately, the uh, the, the gimmick is more more Mexican. I, I go with the storyline, you know, the, the, as far as character wise, you know that you know oh, dad's okay. Mexican, mom's Costa Rican, so I can so I can apply the the, the Mexican heritage into it. Because it's just I, when I was researching, I, I'm one of those people that if I'm going to do something 100, percent I'm going to give it every bit of 100. percent And when I was putting together who is Alex Cruz, I, I had a name, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, you know, I, there's just so much. The biggest thing in professional wrestling now is standing apart and making yourself individual. You have you have so many guys that'll, you know, hey, I, I, I this guy, I, I know this look. I, I've seen that hoodie on wrestling before uh, on TV or. Mm-hmm. I've seen that type of pants because this guy wears it. You know, I wanted to find something that people were going to say, you know what, I've never seen anything like that before. So uh, when, when I was putting it all together and I researched tribes in Costa Rica, different type of popular, well-known Indian tribes and things like that, but nothing nothing came up that people would really know about. So I mm-hmm. reported back to the Aztec Indians because everybody knows who the Aztecs are. So. I wanted to Got create it. a modern-day Aztec warrior feel and a, an Aztec warrior gimmick that can relate and people understand and the story behind it. You know, when it's modern-day, 
that I can I can take it and and, and make it relevant in 2016. So um, th- there's certain things about that gear that represent me, even even to my to my body art, to my tattoos. You know, th- there's like the eagle in in the Aztecs is the symbol of war, and and me being in the military, you know, war and 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 the eagle of war, and it's just something that all just blended into me personally. So that is why it's on my chest piece. That is why it's on me. And there's just so much. You know, just like the sun, you see the sun on the side of my pants because it is yeah. a symbol of God for the Aztec people, and that is that is something that is on my arm, and, and it just again relates to me. So that was something that that I just took a lot of time in, in developing the gear and the idea and and the whole concept of the Aztec warrior part. You know, I just didn't want to go out there and be you know, hey, the, the freaking uh, the flying Mayan or a Nacho Libre or anything. You know, I wanted to have something that was different in that people would be like I've never seen it before and that is where that is ultimately where the Alex Cruz and what I represent and, and that's always good to be original man like that's one thing that some you know sometimes we're missing in the world of professional wrestling is originality you know and you went ahead and, and took advantage of that and made your character your Alex Cruz per se original to to you you know, and, and that is fantastic. We barely see that nowadays. Now, I have to say, like, now that you mentioned Mexico, you know, again, some of the greatest wrestlers started off in Mexico, uh, not forgetting the late, great Eddie Guerrero, the Love Machine, Art Bar, you know, all that stuff. And, and mind you, one of the things Hispanics love to do is, is that, at least I did when I first started working, was wrestle under a mask. Uh, Alex, did you ever think about right. wrestling under a mask when you first started? Uh, when I first started, no, I, I didn't want to wear a mask. Um, I, I figured, you know, and with, with as humble as I could say this, uh, you know, I figured my face would sell in some ways, so I didn't want to cover up my face. So, um, you know, I was like, you know what, let me, let me do something a little different because everybody, the first thing when, you, when they look at it, they're like, hey, you're Hispanic, we're going to throw a mask under you. And, and, and I just didn't want to do it. I wanted, again, it's, the thing is with masks, you have to be careful and you have to be uh, precise when you when you think of a character, you make a mask. You can you can have a mask that looks like you just got it off of a, out of like Party City or some like little discount costume store. Or some people really take time to put their mask together, you know, and, and to find something that is going to mean something. Every mask represents something, and I, I didn't you know I didn't want to cross those waters and or mess into that territory, so I, I came up with something a little different. Now. Everybody, for some reason, everybody's always like, hey, Alex Cruz, when, when are you going to go heal? When are you going to go heal? But, I, you know, me personally, I refuse to do it because of the bond I have with the kids and everything that I'm trying to do with my community and, and you know, try to, try to help in, in different programs and things that I go and do. So it's like I want to stay true to me. But I am working on getting a mask made to develop a heel character that will be under a mask, which hmm. will simply be called... El Guerrero Azteca, which is still the Aztec warrior in, 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 you know, in English, but it's going to be the Aztec warrior in Spanish, but that will be my name, which a lot of people won't know. You know, a lot of you know, regular American people might be like, oh, well, hey, El Guerrero Azteca, you know, whatever, but that, that is not really a name that is associated with me in Spanish. So um, I think if I pull it off, I think it will be a really cool dark Aztec warrior character that I can really – do something different with whenever that time comes. But uh, as far as Alex Cruz, I always tell people, look, either take me out or, or, or kill my character. But, you know, uh, 
but I'm, I'm just not I'm not ready to do the heel thing with Alex Cruz due to those circumstances. But um, if I ever had to wear a mask, that's the way it would be. It would be for a heel a heel gimmick. Guerrero uh, Azteca. I for some reason I could now foreshadow like that character per se that that look with a good friend of yours and I know who you know where I'm going with this. No, I'm not going with Dark Fury, which I know is your brother. I'm talking about <laughs> heel and heel. I'm talking about Pentagon Dark and, of course, uh, Guerrero Azteca. You know, I could only imagine that kind of tag team uh, in Mexico hey, or uh, even here in the States. Right. Hey, uh, one day, you know, I'm, I'm only a little over two years in the business, and I've had, uh, I've had a long, long road, ups and downs, and different decisions that I had to make to somewhat better my career in a way. And I feel like the work is, is only just beginning. Uh, I have to work that much harder. But... One day, one day, I hope that you know I, I can be good enough to to step in the ring next to Pentagon, and we can tag up one day and and, and do that. That would be kind of cool. But uh, you know, I, I know if I called him up, he'd be, he'd probably say, "Oh yeah, you know, we could let's make it happen one day." You know, but uh, but in respect to him, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm 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 ready and uh, and and I'm I'm good to go 100%. So, well, Andrea, if you're listening from Lucha Underground, you you heard it here. <laughs> I'm just saying, you heard it here. Uh, so, I, like, right now, Lorraine and Little Punk are here staring at me again and giving me the eye of saying, hey, I want to go, I want to go. <laughs> so, so basically, I'm going to go and pass the microphone to my first, uh, uh, to uh, this young man here. It's his first time returning in, I think, two, three weeks. So I want to personally welcome him back again. Of course, I'm talking about the man, the myth, Little Punk. So, Little CM Punk, Alex Cruz is all yours. Hey Alex, how you doing, man? What's up, man? A pleasure, ple- pleasure to finally meet you. I uh, heard heard a lot about you, and and I think they're gonna have to change your name because you don't sound so little anymore, man. They're gonna have to call you like medium punk or medium sized punk or something. Maybe maybe big CM punk. I don't know, but they, they better find find a way to redo this because uh, again, I sat there and I was waiting to hear a kid, and I'm like, no, this this guy's not too little, you know? Yeah. Man. <laughs> First question. Um, so you know, going back to all, you know, you've been in the business for about two two years now. Would you ever be interested in joining the the two hundred five live show for Derry with the cruiserweights? Man, I, boy, would I? I, I would, man, in, in a heartbeat. You know, it's it's something that, again, I, I'm I'm working with. Uh, you know, we, we talk about mentors and whatnot. Uh, you know. Uh, I always give him a lot of credit because Lucha LaCora is a man that has been in the business for a while, and, and I always tell him, you know, he's he's just been so um, overlooked and I guess underrated because the man is phenomenal in the, wing, the ring, and he's been taking me under his wing a lot, and, and you know, you know, he's starting to help me out and, and, and helping me adapt into the Lucha Libre style. So um, as far as that goes, I'm always open to, uh, to to bring in a little bit of what I like to call American America Lucha Libre uh, to, to the to the table, so uh, you know I'm, I'm always up for anything. You know when it comes to challenges, when it comes to something that'll help elevate my game, uh, I'm, I'm always I'm always about it. So any anything that that you know they want to throw at me, I'm always always ready for. You know because if you don't have challenges in life, you're never going to be able to test yourself in your full potential. So um, so no, definitely not opposed to that. If um, if you had the opportunity to be in the 205 live live show and you had the opportunity to pick any of any competitor to face, who would you want to face and why? Increase weight. 
I know about the show. If you can help me out, give me give me a little uh, couple of examples of who's who's some of the people there that that might ring a bell. Uh, T.J. Perkins, Brian Kendrick. Oh boy, 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 boy. Yeah. Um, I've been to a uh, <laughs> Brian Kendrick seminar. Yeah, yeah. I've been to a uh, Brian Kendrick seminar before, and I mean he, that that man is phenomenal. Uh, he's he is just a literally like just a magician when it comes in the ring. He just knows what he does. And and uh, he's somebody that I would love to get in there just because I feel that I can learn a lot from. Uh, Ian Kendrick is another guy that I'm so glad that he's back in WWE and given that second chance almost as people want to say because he is literally just so good in the ring. Um, You know, again, I'm a very old school guy and I always appreciate the people who have paved the way. There's not a lot of new school guys that are phenomenal, but... If if I can wrestle anybody along those lines, uh, I mean I think Brian Kendrick would would be one of them. Um, you know I was I was a huge Rey Mysterio fan growing up. I mean that that was my um, that was one of the main reasons why I started falling in love with wrestling itself. So um, you know it's so guys like Brian Kendrick that have that have put time in and whatnot and I mean that that would be that would be a huge huge honor, huge privilege, and I'd probably leave it at that one. You know. Any of those matches that would be amazing to watch. Um, my, my final question: um, Out of all the matches that you've competed in, in your career so far, which match has been your favorite and why? Which one has been my favorite? Um, I think you know. Even though my favorite that I know is coming in a couple of months against someone that you guys know very well, uh, Mr. Serpentico. AKA John hmm. Cruz. Um, I am I. Uh, I love John Cruz as a person and as a worker, but this this Serpentico person, this, his alter ego, turned his back on me at the last Mucha Lucha Atlanta show, and and literally it was probably that match was probably the my favorite match that I've wrestled so far because um, it, it was it was Serpentico and myself versus the Lynch Mob, and and we tagged up together, which I mean we were really pulling out all the stops. The crowd was hot. Everybody was just going. And, I mean, the crowd was going wild. It was just – the setting was just awesome. And then towards the end of the match, once once we finally got the momentum shift and I was going to do give him that hot tag so he can come clean house and we can finish this match off, he literally drops down and stares at me and decides to flip me off. And, basically, I was left for dead in the ring. So, um, although it was – a very bitter match for me. That would probably be my favorite because we there were just so many talented people in that ring, and um, and anything mucha lucha related is always always probably one of my favorites. So that would probably be the top one, and my favorite match will probably be once I get my hands on him because uh, even though he's a scumbag, you know what? At the end of the day, he's he's a guy that's going to help me take it to the next level and push me to my limits. So uh, Serpentico. I know he's going to be in in Louisiana this Saturday when we have a when we have a show out here. So if we cross paths, hopefully he stays out of out of my way. But come come next Mucha Lucha, hopefully uh, I will cross paths and we'll we'll settle this thing once and for all. All right. Well, thank you, Alex, for taking time to answer my questions. And again, thank you, you know, for everything, taking time out to be with us. And I'll pass Mike to the rain. Yeah, man. Hey, no problem. I appreciate uh, appreciate your time, and hopefully, I'll be able to see you out in that uh, Florida area soon. Yeah, man. Can't wait for that. Hmm. Hello. Uh, I'm 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 patiently waiting for that one. Uh, sorry, Lauren. Go ahead. <laughs> That's all right. Hi, Mr. Cruz. It's an honor. Hey. 
Thank you, thank you. Okay. Um, you're still early in your career, but in the little over two years, is there anything you have learned about the wrestling business in the time you've been in wrestling that you didn't know when you were training? Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot. You know, one of the things that, that I definitely learned is to um, obviously – you know, you learn when you're learning your basics when you're training. You know, you do hear a lot of the general information, but um, some of the things that I've been learning more now that you know I'm, I'm a little bit a little bit into my career and and have kind of taken a different path was simply making sure that get out there. Everyone always tells you travel, 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 travel. Uh, network yourself, market yourself, because at the end of the day, you never know who's watching. And if you're only wrestling at one place. You know, sometimes a lot of people won't get, get you know, you're not going to get that exposure where, you know, if you go to a bunch of other different promotions because, you know, a, a veteran once told me, you know, not too long ago, you never know who's watching. You never know when you're going to step into a show of 100 people, a show of 1,000 people, a show of 20 people. You never know who's just in the area and has heard of a show and is just going to step in there and watch. So, um, you know, it, it's basically getting your name out there taking as many bookings as possible and, and you know, the, the advice that I had is, you know, making sure you just let people see you, let them put eyes on you, you know, uh, network yourself, be active on social media because obviously that's how you find anything nowadays is through social media. So um, I think the biggest advice that I have now that, that, you know, I take with me is just making sure that you travel, get your name out there and, uh, you know, and continue, continuously work hard. That is the biggest thing. Okay. Um, also, since we're talking about um, advice, other than what you had uh, just mentioned as far as advice, is there any advice someone has given you that you would like to pass on to someone that's just starting out? Uh, yeah. Um, actually, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simply go with what Marty the Moth talked about this past Saturday on, on um, Pipe Bomb Radio when we were on it. Um, you know, he, you know, he's something that, you know, I, I asked him a question and one of the things that, you know, I've heard, but it's good hearing it from a guy like him is you remember at the end of the day, it's not about the flashy stuff that you can do. It's not about the flips. It's not about the high flying, all the cool moves. It's literally about taking the basics and making them mean something. It's, 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 it's being your character and it is basically perfecting the little details that make up a wrestling match, you know, Knowing when when you get hit to keep selling, you know, just don't get hit and just hey, you know, just look like nothing, you know. Make sure when you when you take a move, you make it look as as impactful as possible. When you give a move, give it time to register, um, you know. And and also on top of that is just making sure that it's all about like you guys talked about at the beginning of the show. It's the reality of things. So when you start taking it and you just make it look like oh hey, you know, this guy just got kicked in the face, but he shot up and just hit a power bomb. How does that make sense? You know, nobody, nobody realistically is going to get kicked in the face and just pop up. You know, unless you're you're made of steel mm-hmm. or something. But, um, but the biggest thing is that I can pass on is just making sure everything you sell, you you let your hits register. You, you know, you make sure that your fundamentals are there, your basics, and make that mean the most. And be you in the ring. Don't just don't just be a worker. Be you. Whatever character you are, make everybody believe that's who you are. Because if if you're the milkman and you're wrestling, you better you better be out there in white and you better be coming around trying to drink milk every chance you get and hey, you know, 
two two for ten dollars something. Make it believable that <laughs> hey, this guy's literally a milkman, but he's wrestling, you know? Because a lot of people come out here and they're like, hey, I'm 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 the Texas Chainsaw Massacre monster, but guess what? You, you know, you don't do anything monstrous in the ring. It's like, how is people going to take your character seriously? So um, it, it's basically just making everything believable and making it as real as possible. And I, I do agree earlier. You know, I feel that sometimes the reality of wrestling is kind of of fading sometimes because the shock factor might not always be there. But um, but when you when you as one person can make that that reality and that shock factor come back and and really have people. You know, uh, Stevie, what was it? It was, uh, it was Lance Hoyt. He told me one time that one of the best things that always he told me is like, look, if you get in a ring and you get the crowd to emotionally invest in you, that is when you succeeded in a match. No matter what you do, if that crowd is behind you, whether they're hating you or they're cheering you, but if you're getting hit and you're the hero and, they, and you have kids crying or people literally like, oh, my God, come on, you can do this, get up. At that moment, you have won the match, no matter what the outcome is. Because if people just sit there and they look and they're like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to go to the bathroom or, you know, oh, yeah, this match is cool. If they're not emotionally invested, you're not doing your job. And, and at the end of the day, that's not, um, that's not what wrestling is. It, it is literally, wrestling is either two to three hours of an emotional roller coaster where you're at all-time highs, all-time lows. You want to jump over to barricades. You want to strangle somebody. You want to throw your drinks at them. That is when... That is when you're doing the right thing, when people are that frustrated so, um, or that happy. So uh, that, that is basically my advice when it comes to um, advice that I can pass along. Okay. Uh, thank you for taking the time to answer my questions. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Like right now, I was in the business a couple years ago, like I've told you, Alex, and personally – I just got like, like bam! <laughs> I, I was just hit hard. Like I, I, I'm sorry, I'm speechless to that man. <laughs> as far as the 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 lesson you just gave us right there, I, wow. <laughs> but uh, I'm just passing along info. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm I, I thank you for that. And, and Millie, come over here from your desk. I, I know you have some questions over here. Come, come over here. Yes, 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 yes. I do. Ooh, Mama Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm stepping away from my 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 microphone. I'm done. <laughs> and your special guest co-host for the rest of Reality Check Radio, Alex Cruz, filling in for Mr. Horace Jorge because he has stepped off. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Awesome. Uh, composure, people. We're live. We're live. We've got to get it together. Come on. All right. Woo. Here we go. No more playing around. Let's do this. Strictly business. No, 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 no. For real, for real, though. Um, <laughs> I was listening to how you were talking about your techniques and, 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 and basics, Alex. Now, for you with your character, um, I've already spoke about you with Dr. Jimmy. For you over the years, how has your character improved with the basics and with your techniques? Um, discipline discipline it's learning how to you know at one point when i first started i wanted to do all flashy stuff i wanted to learn how to do the cool moves i wanted to do this this and that but if i couldn't give a if i couldn't give a proper arm drag or a or just a simple headlock and do it correctly and keep my feet in check then what is everything else going to mean you know uh 
you know, there's sometimes I watch different matches and you see different people where when they're in a simple headlock, they're just sitting there and they just stand still, let their arms hang, and you got the person who's got them in the headlock doing all the work. These guys aren't moving around. Let's be realistic again. If you're in a headlock, you know, you're literally, if someone just comes up to you and gets you in a headlock, you're going to move around, fight around, hit their back, do anything to kind of break out of it. So it's those things that I discipline myself now to make sure that I'm constantly moving, constantly fighting back, um, you know, and and making sure everything makes sense. Uh, I feel that, I feel that the, the, um, the evolving of just regular Alex Cruz to the Aztec warrior Alex Cruz, you know, I'm a guy who debuted in in black, in in gold, black and white flaming pants, you know, and that, that was my gear. And I had a, and I would wear a, just like a cutoff t-shirt, that was like, you know, fighting for our future or something, you know, for, for like a, a kid's program I was working with or, or some kind of cutoff shirt, you know. But, yeah. you know, when, when you when – I, when I just kind of transformed almost, you know, you look at it where, you know, you start putting – you know, I have like a, like a fighting stance at the beginning of my match or, you know, when, when I start heating up, you know, I, I pull a, uh, an arrow from my back and I shoot it, you know, like a shoot a bow and arrow, you know. And, and you know, it just, it's just being – that modern day Aztec warrior finding a way to, to just make it all blend and make it all work. And do I have my character perfected? Not at all. You know, I feel like there's still certain things that I'm, I'm working on making sure I, I, I apply more Spanish speaking when I'm doing promos or when I'm talking to anybody. Uh, because again, you're like, Hey, you're the Aztec warrior, but you sound as, Mar- as, as American as can be. I mean, Hey, you know, you should just run for president. So, uh, you know, it's like, I, I make sure that every time, now it's like making sure there's a little Spanish in there, making sure that there's something else I can do. So now that I've, I've been kind of, my move set has been pretty much, uh, I tweaked it this year, but in 2017, my move set's going to change big time. There's a few things that I'm keeping, a few things that I'm letting go, uh, you know, and, and it's going to, I'm trying to adapt into that Lucha Libre type style, but I want to still mix it with good old American wrestling and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just find something a little different. So, I feel that just like your character, just like your gear, and just like your move set, it has to evolve after so much, so much time because then you become stale and the same old thing. You know, people will be like, oh, wait, here it comes. He's pulling out the bow and arrow. We know what's coming next. Oh, wait, here comes yeah. this. Oh, there. You know, you don't, you don't want that to happen. You want fans to not know what you're going to come out with next. So um, that's kind of like my view on, on technique and developing with when it comes to your move set. Hey. Whatever, because I do know in the industry, I've actually personally been, I've been training for the last couple of months myself personally. Um, nice. And it, is, and it is really tough. It really is. Uh, some of the guys are listening today, and it's really, it's really, really tough. And, and I do have to give it to you what you said. Like, technique is really everything, because that's what they, that's <laughs> literally they say, drill, drill, drill. You can run the ropes, but drill, 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 drill. You can run, you can do right. this, but drill, 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 you know. And I think, I don't know if, it's, if you have the same opinion, but I think a lot of the new kids now who are interested in the indies and who are interested in wrestling think it's just something that, okay, I'm just going to get a ring and I'm just going to wrestle. Yeah, no. Um, you I, know, the... I, you're, no, are, are you still there? You're breaking up a little. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm here. Yeah, no, um, but what have you found with new, with what I would call duplicates coming in? What would you say, what do you, what do you see that needs to be improved? 
What's up? Basics. Uh, basics. I feel that, you know, there's been, again, you know, I was, even though I'm no longer with the company that I was trained with, you know, because I went my own way, but at the end of the day, I can't take anything away from them. And that is one thing that they harped on over and over and over again. And, you know, even now, after leaving, I still had to drive. I was still driving, you know, an hour and a half or wherever. I was driving longer to go get into a wrestling ring to train because you just can't not train. You know, I make sure, you know, each week, you know, I find a ring and at least, you know, luckily I wrestle at least one to two times a weekend, uh, every weekend. Well, actually every week I'm wrestling somewhere. So luckily I can get in a ring there. But on top of that, it's like I still have to go during the week to find time to, you know, put in a good two, three hours and wrestle because, you know, ring rust, that exists. Um, also, you know, when you're in a ring, you want to make sure that, you know, you're trying new things and you're learning new ways to do different things. And um, it, it's a lot of work. You know, if, if, you're, if you're just stepping in there because of what you watch on TV or what you've done in your backyard, I wouldn't recommend it. Try to find a school somewhere. That right now, wrestling is, has grown to be ginormous. So there's schools everywhere. There's, there's schools, there's facilities, there's places where you can go train. Um, because, unfortunately, I have been in the ring where I've wrestled people that weren't safe in the ring. And, you know, I, luckily, because I knew what to do, I knew how to protect myself. Because if not, it could have ended it. could have been my neck. It could have been anything. So, um, you know, it is very important to learn the basics. Some people are like, oh, why do I have to learn a suplex? Because you need to know what happens if somebody doesn't jump on a suplex. Or if you've or if you're, if you got somebody heavier, how to, which ways to put your hand. You know, you got to learn how to how to take a bump or, you know, how to, there's just so many things that you need to learn because at the end of the day, you have to do everything you can do to protect yourself and protect the person you're in the ring with because luckily I have not had to, I haven't dealt with this and hopefully I will never, but I I have never been in the ring with someone that I ended up, yeah, knock on wood. I have never been in the ring with anybody that I have hurt or that I have, you know, severely injured them or put them out. You know, I, I make sure, like, I treat you the way you want to treat me or the way I want to be treated yeah. in the ring. So um, that, yeah. that is basically the advice I would give to someone, you know, who's just coming in. Train really hard. Yeah. Get in shape. Build some strength because you're going to need your body strength and make sure that every move you give, you know how to take it and you know how to give it properly to protect the person and yourself when you're in the ring. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, I do know that... Um, our New, York, um, the, our New York guy can't call in today. Um, but Matthew, he's also been training as well. Um, Matthew, I, I believe he's been training for maybe for over maybe six months or so. Um, Matthew definitely is, um, wants to know because we, I do know I work, we work with um, New York based um, house. Uh, from CW, um, I'm still working on a couple other ones, and um, 2K, 2KW Pro, the list goes on. But um, Matthew would like to know if he would ever like to come back. Oh, boy. Wait, you said, uh, I'm trying to, it sounds like, like like there's wind or something. So did you say there's a there's a guy from up north who wants to, if I would ever go up north to wrestle? Yeah, no, hold on. Can you hear me now? Here is because she's st- standing right next to the AC unit, Alex. That's where her desk oh, is. Lord, that's... <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, spoiled. <laughs> Hold on. Let me jump in. Hold on. 
Yeah, she, she, for some reason, she loves the cold, so by all means, I told her, okay, you can sit over there. Listen, I'm from New York. Leave me alone, okay? Hey, I can hear you better now. At least that's the bright side. <laughs> no, what I, I was going to say was... I wish I knew the cold. Was, um, I'm in the south. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always welcome in New York. Um, anyway, what, what I was asking was, um, our New York our New York guy, Matthew, uh, he's been training for a couple of months now as well. Um, what he really wants to know is, do you ever plan on coming out north? Maybe you, you, you know, know. 2017, my my outlook of the way I want to handle my wrestling bookings is changing the way I was handling them in 2016, and um, mm-hmm. that is my goal. I, I want to go, I want to go somewhere. I've been in like the the Panhandle in Florida, you know, like right there in, in uh, Pensacola and stuff. But I want to go out into around that Miami area. I want to go up north. You know, I look if you know there, there's been some kind of talks I've had with a couple of promoters, but. Um, but I that I would love, and I'm hoping to get into the New York area, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, um, California. You know, if 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 next year, if you know, if if God wants this to happen, and, and you know, and I'm blessed enough to get that opportunity to go to New York in a heartbeat, I would be yeah. there. You know, I'm not opposed to anything come next year. You know, it's, next year yeah. for me is all about uh, new places, new promotions, and new experiences. And, um, you know, so that is, that is why I'm working just that much harder to make sure that my move set is different. And just a lot of things are changing because I want to bring, you know, I want to be, bring cruise nation up North. You know, I keep on telling everybody it is, it is a movement. It's not just a name. It's not just a hashtag. Cruise nation is a movement. And, you know, I'm all believing in the rise of the Aztec warrior right now. So we're just getting started. So 2016 was a birth, but now it's, now it's time to make a statement, and next year's is, is, you know, that's that's what I have planned. So hopefully one day um, I, I can make it out yeah. to New York, you know. And if anyone's listening, hey, like I said, that's that's something that that's on the bucket list. So we will see. Well, with that being said, Mr. Cruz, um, you are you are talking to one of the uh, the COO of uh, Reality Radio. So um, <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with uh, your good friend, Mr. Dark Fury. Yes, yes. Okay. So I've already been um, talking to certain promoters because I do have a couple of ins with certain New York promoters, and I'm definitely right. trying to work my way for um, for, for years. So if you're more willing and open, I can see what I can maybe do. I, I do, again, know a couple of promoters, see what they got coming up for 2017. Um, I actually will be moving up there myself. I'm actually based out of Florida right now with George. Cool. And um, CM Punk and everything, but I'm actually going to be moving into. So um, I'm actually going to be working hand in hand with the promoters. So if you ever yeah, need like in or anything like that, yeah. definitely let me know. George, let George know. George can tell you. I've definitely done my part with Dark Fury and helped him out in certain things, big time. And you know, it's all the same movement. That's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, of course. I'm bring like, the like to New York City. I'm going to tell you something like yeah, that. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Cruise Nation is ready exactly. to like walk said, to, I, to the New York City. Because you got me. Yeah, like I said, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. So if you can make it happen, I'm ready. And like I said, I have all my information ready. And like I said, I will be more than happy to, to head out that way. Yeah. Hmm. But don't worry. Cruise Nation got New York, New York City handles because you got me. Don't worry about it. Hey, there we go. Like I said, we are a movement. We are. I'm. I have to get you a T-shirt because it'll just the, the name will go perfect. People will be like, hey, who is that? Hey, that's 
It's, we're, we're blood here, you know. It's, it's family, so it works. Exactly. Wait, time out. Time out. Time <laughs> out, Alex. That's where I call time. You're getting a shirt, too. You're getting a shirt, oh, okay, too. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. I was going to say, okay. wait, time the oh. hell out. <laughs> Like, Wait a second. My last name is not Cruz, but because hers is, she gets the shirt. Oh, I got this. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> hey, it's a season of Hey, it's shirts like, all Santa around. Cruz. I'm Santa Cruz right now. <laughs> but my, my, one of my other questions is, I know you have a beautiful baby girl. Now, yes. we all know that uh, Charlotte, we all know that all these young women in the wrestling <laughs> industry today have followed in their father's footsteps. Would you ever be opposed to that? To her ever wanting to step in the ring? Not at all. What kind of question is that? I'm I'm already messing with her now. You know. It's, listen, yeah, listen. It's, I've watched the, I've watched um you know the uh, House of Foley's and he was very right. um, Nick very you know not having no lead to wrestling. So that's why I have to ask the question. Right. I, I mean, it's it's. I mean, granted. Obviously, whatever she wants to do is something that you know. Once she gets older, it's something that you know. Hey, she can do and. Um, you know, if she, if she finds an interest in it and she wants to learn when time is right, that's totally fine. If not, then, of course, you know, I want her to, to make sure that no matter what, I want to make sure she's got her education done and, and a good career path to fall back on, if anything. But Of course. Um, but, but, I mean, hey, if she's willing to learn, like I said, I'm already, I already get her in headlocks and stuff like that as it is, you know, just for fun. And, and uh, you know, it's like one way or the other. Once, <laughs> once she's old enough, I'm going to teach her as much as I can. And if she ever wants to... Joe wants to do it, cool. If not, hey, you know, it's it's fine. But um but yeah, so we will see. You know, she'll you know, hey, yeah. the, the the Aztec princess or the Aztec queen, something, you know, we can <laughs> we can make it work. <laughs> Always. It's just like my niece. My niece is actually she's only nine years old and she's starting to love WWE stuff and everyone's like, What do you do? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I said, once she's old enough, she's going to get in the ring with me. If she wants to do it, she's going to do it. But like you said, it's a career before anything. I want them to go right. to school, have, have an actual education, and then they can get into that ring full time for me. Right, definitely, so, definitely. You know, you know. Learn, learn from our mistakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so that was, uh, um, that's what parents are for. Yeah. Well, and aunts, too. Don't forget, yeah, I'm an aunt. I'm not a parent. I'm an aunt. So. Good but, enough. <laughs> But we're all the same. It, take, it takes a, a uh, what is it? What's the saying? It takes a colony or a tribe to raise a child. So. Hey, uh, I, don't, I don't remember, but they both sound pretty good to me. I think I, let's just go with the whole tribe. Tribes sound cool. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so now, because I am, uh, oh, George is over here poking the hell out of me to go back to my computer. Uh, I'm going to pass this over to Rick. Go ahead, Rick. All right. Rick, get on the get here, bro. How many Hello, times? Uh, th- there you go. I am here. I am here. How's it going, man? It's nice to finally talk to you after all this time. Yeah, definitely, Rick. How's it going, man? Good to finally talk. Good, talk. buddy. First and foremost, you mentioned military service, so on behalf of all of us, we want to thank you for that very, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Question number one: You mentioned uh, you're brushing up on your Spanish and the mask. So the question is, Mexico, is that uh, on the radar for you at any point? Um, I am I'm a person that, that I want to say, uh, say pretty much, you know, anything, anything is open. You know, like I said, life is all about endless opportunity and possibilities. So, um, 
you know, I mean, look, I, I've talked to somebody out there and, you know, again, you know, if, if God will have me and, and the time is right and I feel that uh, physically and, and, and uh, also in the ring that I feel that, you know, my abilities are, are, are ready and capable and good to go, then, uh, you know, hey, if, if it's Mexico, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, it's, it's just one of those things that you never know where life's going to take you. Uh, I'm still young in my career, so there's tons of, tons, of, uh, tons of opportunities ahead of me. I don't know where, I don't know when, but uh, I would love, 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 love to go wrestle in Mexico one day because, again, that is – they are a whole different animal out there. And when it comes to um, Lucha Libre and, and, and everything, that is just – that is that is the birthplace of it. So, um, wrestling out there is like American football out here. So, um, definitely, definitely, I'm not opposed to it. Would that be the same? Would the same go for New Japan as well? If that was a possibility. Whew, man, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 that's something that I would I would definitely just have to see. I mean, obviously, you know, New Japan is is just the validation for you as a wrestler. You know, there's. I know tons of guys that have been there and came back, and I mean, when when you have that on your resume, that is like the golden ticket, you know, and into the chocolate factory. So um, it's it's one of those things that I would just have to see where I'm at in life. I would have to see, you know, where my daughter is, you know, how old she is, and where where all that is. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I mean, I want to make sure I'm here for her first, but. Um, you know, if the time is right and, you know, it's nothing too crazy or out of, out of whack, then, um, you know, again, I, I'm not going to rule off anything. You know, it's just we just have to see how, you know, where, where this journey takes me and how hard I can work to, to get to that level. And, you know, we'll see. You know, it's just one of those things that obviously if it happens, cool. If not, then you go make the most of different opportunities that are out in your way. So. Awesome. And then just one quick follow-up, one last question. You're real, you're real active on social media, so is Dark Fury, a lot of the guys' crews. I'm wondering how, what's your perspective on how social media has helped business overall? As a, or conversely, maybe how it hurt the business, if at, if at all. Social media is gold. It is gold, man. Uh, social media is, I think, one of the biggest outlets to promote yourself, to sell anything, to... Uh, buy anything, you know, if, if you need something done, you go on social media and then everybody knows about it, you know, it's like, you know, whether it's good, whether it's bad stuff, you know, it's, that's why, you know, when it comes to social media, you know, I try to promote as much as I can because, you know, uh, luckily I'm almost capped out at the friends limit, but, you know, it's like, that's 5,000 different people that will see your stuff, that's 5,000 different people that, you know, will see that there's a show, you know, this Saturday or that, that, that sees that I'll be in this state or hey, you know, a lot of people are talking about this. Why do I see this guy on the poster every single time or everywhere? So um, I think social media, if you're not using it to promote yourself, then you are doing it all wrong. You know, it's just one of those things that if you want to reach out to other people, you can't just book a flight to New York and be out there the next day and be like, hey, I'm here, and no one knows who you are. But if you're, if you're promoting yourself and, and, you know, getting out there and traveling to different promotions and pe- different people see you and other guys can vouch for you and things like that, then at that moment, that's when social media is going to be your biggest ace in your pocket because people are going to know, hey, I've seen this guy on this poster. Hey, he's wrestled here. He's been there. And, hey, let's bring him in. There's got to be something special about him because, you know, hey, he's kind of that's all we keep seeing everywhere. So if, um, you know, in, in this business, you know, if you're not getting out there and if you're not promoting yourself and you're just living under a rock, then no one's ever going to see you. So 
um, use social media to the best of your ability. The people that don't care will still be your friends, and the people that are tired of seeing your stuff, guess what? It's as, e- as, e- it's as easy as, as, you know, one, two, three. You just click that unfriend button, and you don't ever have to see them post about wrestling ever again. So, um, but the good thing is, not that many people have done that. So, uh, I'm all right. I guess I'm not annoying too many people. Yeah, no, you do a lot of Facebook live stuff, which is really cool. It's, I, I, always, I always make a point to check it out, and so does Nick. Little punk. I, sorry about the kayfabe. But yeah, definitely. We check oh, it out. Uh, wait, Saint Nick, Santa Claus? Uh, no, that awesome. little Saint Punk. That was, I, was, I was talking about Rick. Rick checks it out. Rick, Rick, Rick. Yeah, good. Okay, I, th- I thought you said Saint Nick, but okay, good. Rick. Oh, no, no, oh, no, great. No, great. Oh, no, Rick, Rick. Clear. <laughs> helping out. <laughs> wink, wink. Helping out. Go exactly. So <laughs> Matthew, our sound guy, wanted me to tell you to make sure that he also wants a cruise T-shirt. So just make a note of that. God, I got it. <laughs> Santa Cruz, bro, you weren't kidding about Santa Cruz, dude. <laughs> you were not hey, kidding. Santa Cruz, it's, it's, look, it's just like the gift of Jericho, it's the gift of Cruz, man. You know, just drink it in, drink it in. It's, it's, it's just a season for giving, you know? No, dude. It, it, us Hispanics, Alex, let, let me butt in there, bro. If you're going to go Hispanic, us Hispanics like to eat. So if this is the case, you're going to say this is the gift of Cruz. Eat it all, man. <laughs> Sorry, I got to <laughs> <laughs> you know us Hispanics yeah, like to eat, bro. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So get the cruise, comelo. I got it. Got it. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna be a new punchline, anyway. man. Trending right now on Twitter, comelo. You know, it's like, all right, eat it, man, eat it. <laughs> yeah. Golly. Uh, hopefully, someone, that, man, someone has to make a meme out of that. <laughs> the gift of cruise, man. eat it Probably. all. Anyway, Look, man, I already have some uh, promo pictures with my arms open, so we can make it happen. Someone just take that picture and, and make a meme and send it to me. So, <laughs> and put a turkey right there in the middle of it too. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh man! Uh, awesome. for... <laughs> no, but Alex, uh, you know, to kind of piggyback what Rick, uh, Rick. Uh, by the way, were you done here? Uh, I took the mic away from you by accident. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Uh, just went... thanks again, Alex. It was nice talking to you finally after all this time. Definitely, man. Look forward to hopefully meeting you guys next year somewhere in that Miami area. So for sure. Cool you know we're, you know there, we're on so. it for you, so we'll get you here yeah, one yeah. way or another. Yeah, like I said, hey, there's there's a little surprise coming, so hopefully once it's confirmed, I might be seeing you guys sooner than what uh, what is expected. So. Oh, we're going we're gonna to hold you to that, and George will tell you that we're, what, pizza, George? Pizza on, on cruise, is that right? Yep. Freaking yep. little cafe, cafecito, you know, Cuban cafecito, <laughs> uh, you know, cafe con leche. No, I'm just. <laughs> I think by that time, they'll be away from the carreta banging pots and pans, so we'll, we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, uh, before you go, let me, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, by the way, uh, we are also going to Louisiana, just to give you a heads up, but but uh, that what? could be when? coming up very, very soon. Huh? For what? When? Oh, like soon. You never know. Hey, you give us that tease, we're going to tease you right back. (laughs) All right. Well, look, when when you come here, you let me know, and we're all going to hang out, and we're we're just going to make everything work. So we'll we'll have a big old reality check radio uh, reunion here. Dude, I drove there for WrestleMania, and it was one of the most relaxing trips, uh, road trips I've ever had, uh, and I'm willing to do it again. So even if I have to sleep in my car this time, I don't mind doing it. So, 
So, so awesome. Uh, awesome. either that or I'll just kick you out of your house and I'll just sleep at your place. But uh, no, I'm just, I, I'm playing. I'm Fine. playing. But <laughs> at, no, but Alex, on the series, uh, to piggyback off something uh, you know that Rick was saying earlier, uh, I wanted to say this uh, when you were first talking to me. But thank you again. I, I know I told you this VI message when we first talked, but thank you very much for what you did for us and for this country as a you know being part of the U.S. Army. Uh, you know you fought for people you don't know, and you still do to this day. And on top of that, as a pro wrestler, you sacrifice your body and your health every day to make sure you entertain us. And let me tell you something. For both those things combined, we give you a giant basket of thank you. And I can't thank you enough for that. No, man, I appreciate, you know, just the, the humble support. And, and, again, you know, some things we just do for, um, you know, if you're doing it for just, wrestling or just to do it you know it's just it takes the whole meaning behind it you know the the biggest thing that I'm a stigler for at the end of the day is with wrestling I take that little bit of exposure and I basically dump it right back into the community or into our youth or people who could benefit from it because um, when I was a kid growing up you know I was bullied and I wasn't picked on and now I feel that I have a little size, a little credibility, and, and, you know, just stand up for all the, the kids who simply are, are frowned upon for being themselves, being the kids. If, if they want to watch Pokemon, let them love it, you know, because that's what they like. You don't have to give anybody heat for it. So um, if you're not taking wrestling and trying to do something good with it and you're just in it just for yourself, then I feel like you're kind of doing it wrong, you know, because this is a place where people look up to you. People are here you know, to, to watch you, paying money to see you. And, and whenever whenever I get a chance and I'm circling that ring before or after a match and I see a kid, just one little high five or a hug or I'll sit there and I'll go tell him something and see that smile, that is your payoff. That is why you do it. So um, take what you do, make the most out of it, but most importantly, give it, to, give it to the kids, make a kid smile, give them their moment that they will never forget for the rest of their life. So... Um, that is most importantly what what I think wrestling is all about. So um, well, that's that's why we do it. Well, Alex, let me close it off with this question, and then we could go to your plugs because we gotta get 450 on here. Uh, basically, yeah. let me ask you then because it, you speak about heroes and villains and, and role models and and etc. You know, I feel like the last time we ever saw that era was during the Hulk Hogan era in the 1980s, 1990s, when it would be Hogan right. versus Sergeant Slaughter or Hogan versus Earthquake and, or the Ultimate Warrior, for Christ's sake. Uh, and then, of course, entered the Attitude Era, where it was more like, oh, this is going to pleasure more the, the adults. This is not going to be hero versus villain. This is for adults. And we completely right. forgot about the heroes and villains. Now we're back to that part of heroes and villains in a way. Do you feel like uh, you entered the wrestling business at the best time where you could feel like how you're saying uh, as a hero to the kids? Uh, I think so. Um, I, I'm, I'm all about the attitude era and I like, uh, I like the way things were, you know, I, I think the reality was there as what you talked about earlier, the reality, the shock yeah. factor, you know, but, but, at the end of the day, you have to take time to acknowledge the kids. You know, do I believe in the PG stuff? Not fully. You know, I think, you know, I think there's certain things we can do with, certain things that you can do without. But um, at the end of the day, just remember, you know, just like, you know, h- how do NFL players get their start? 
being kids and being fans, loving the guys they see on TV. It's the same thing with wrestling. It's the same thing with anything that you do. At some point, there's a child somewhere who saw someone that just gave them an interest and impacted their life forever. So, again, no matter who you are, what you do, there's always a child watching. So when you get a chance to be a hero or some kind of role model for them, take that chance or or give them that pleasure, give them that luxury just to acknowledge them. So I feel like right now is the best time more than ever because kids are able to to get that love or get that that companionship that they never had through a wrestler, through an athlete, or through a doctor or a soldier or anything. So, um, yeah, I definitely think this is a great time for it. Awesome. All right. Well, Alex, before you go, let's do your plugs, my my brother. Uh, you know, how can fans follow you on social media, whether it be Twitter, uh, Facebook? Uh, you know, I know Instagram's now a thing. Uh, also, oh, yeah. how Instagram. can bookers get a <laughs> how can bookers get a hold of you? You know, for any booking inquiries, and where can the fans catch you next live? So, uh, as far as live, we'll go this coming Saturday in Miro, Louisiana. We're going to have Elevate Pro. Uh, presents Unholy Night, where you will see us, you know, doing our thing out here. It's going to be, again, in Miro, Louisiana. So um, you can find all that information on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Basically, the links to find me is very, very simple. It's the same one for everything. So it's going to be Alex Cruz Nation. That is the the plug. It's going to be A-L-E-X-C-R-U-Z-N-A-T-I-O-N. Um, for bookers, you can use, you can contact me via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, send me a message, or you can email me at alexcruisenation at gmail.com. So again, making it nice and easy, just the same old three words and we'll make it, we'll make it work. So. Awesome. Well, Alex, again, thank you so very much for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate your time, learning about you, getting to be a better friend, and, and of course, better family members yep, with right. you. And and now we know more than ever about you, and we really hope to see you soon. Definitely, definitely. Uh, George, Little CM Punk, Lorraine, Rick, Millie, everybody involved in Reality Check Radio, thank you so much for having me on this episode. I really appreciate talking to you guys. Tell Mr. 450 I said hello. Now everybody can can get to the moment they've been waiting for. Now that I've taken up a good hour, so it it all works out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a heck of a guy. Heck of a guy. He's got really big biceps and really huge traps. So and, and a big chest. So don't don't get in his way too much. He takes up a little room. So um, you know, I always got to make sure I kind of turn sideways to walk past him because he's he's a pretty wide guy. So. Um, but, uh, but yeah, guys, again, enjoy your night. Thank you for having me. Um, God bless all of you. And hopefully we'll see you guys soon, soon, either when you come to New Orleans or in 2017 out your way. We'll do, man. We'll, we look forward to it, Alex. All right, guys. Take care. God bless. Take care. You too, man. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Guys, that was the Aztec warrior, Alex Cruz, the leader of the Cruz Nation. What a phenomenal young man. It was an honor and a privilege to speak with him. He is such a great guy, like from head to toe, like great personality, great talent. You know, he's a he's a family man. He's a father. uh, He's a role model to these young kids. You know, this is the type of people that you need in the business. And I'm very honored that I I was able to share this time with him here today. Uh, What do you have to say, Lorraine? Lorraine, 
It was your, great. Your mic is, my, the, it was great. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> so, th- that will happen? You're welcome. My pleasure. So, basically, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. So, guys, we need to actually start working on getting a hold of Mr. 450. Who's ready to get a hold of this young man? Let's do it. All right, so let's go ahead and reach out to the Mr. 450 himself. Let's go ahead and reach out to him. <laughs> Hello, Mr. 450, are you there? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Hey, how you doing, Mr. 450? Long time no talk, my friend. Uh, you know, you haven't been on Reality Check Radio in a little bit over a year. How, how you been? I've been pretty good, man. I just got back from uh, Rhode Island. We were uh, doing a show last night. XWA was, uh, I believe, uh, their anniversary show, so we were up there last night. I just finally got back home a couple hours ago. Yeah, I could tell by the the sound of your voice that you're a little tired, you know, I, and rightfully so, mind you. <laughs> Rightfully so, because it's like I tell everyone that comes through my job, if you think flying all day is easy, no, it's not. It actually takes its toll on you. Oh, definitely, man. But, I, uh, I always say that the traveling schedule kind of kills you a little bit more than the actual wrestling, and I really, really believe that it's true. Yeah, I could tell, man. I could tell, and and I and I promise you, you know, you know, I don't want to take up much of your time because I know you're you're a very busy man. Like you constantly are working out. You are like I saw earlier, which by the way, great motivational, uh, you know, story that you spoke about. By the way, guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, for those who follow Mr. 450, you know, whether it be on Twitter, Facebook or what have you, he posted up a great story of a great young man that lost 75 pounds, if I'm correct, uh, like how you're saying. Yep, yep. And, yep 75 pounds. Yep, and he, great motivational story. It motivated the hell out of me. So if anyone's following Mr. 450, that is definitely something you want to look up uh, as far as that, that kid's travel and motivation. So for Christ's sake, if he could motivate someone that's as built as Mr. 450, <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> so, uh, you know, and Mr. 450, before we start your interview, let me just say for the record, I'm always very thankful towards you uh, for sharing time with us, you know, especially during your busy schedule. So thank you very much for being part of the, the show here tonight. No, thank you guys for having me, and, uh, and I'm glad to be back. No, it's our honor, man. It's our honor. So, so we talked, how we opened up the interview, you were talking about how sometimes it's the traveling that really affects, you know, your body more than the wrestling itself. You've been in this business for a long, long time, Mr. 450. You've seen some people come. You've seen some people go. You've seen stay, some people stay. But your body has, of course, you know, has hit many travels and has hit a lot of mats. How has your body been adapting to, you know, this many years of wrestling? Uh, well, actually, you know, um, it, it's crazy because with the style that I work, it's, it's really difficult to uh, stay completely healthy. So, um, you know, it, it's a constant battle with, uh, you know, dealing with like, different injuries in my schedule and, and trying to perform, you know, at the level that I want to perform. Um, right now, um, 
I've been doing uh, I've been doing pretty good. I got a couple I got a couple of things uh, in the works, um, but I'm just trying to stay as healthy as possible, you know, um, so I could uh, continue to keep making history and then have a great uh, you know 2017 next year. So that's what I'm focusing on right now, just you know trying to stay healthy, trying to stay away from injuries and all that stuff. <laughs> And, and you know, with that, like how you were saying, you know, with that many years under your belt, and and, and also like your body has to get used to it, and, and all that stuff with many years under your belt. But also the business evolves. You know, it, it has evolved since you first started, Mister uh, Mister Four Fifty. Uh, you know, from the the first day you ever stepped into the ring to the day you, it is today. Like, how has your body even evolved to the business of what it is today? Uh, well. You know, like when I started wrestling, uh, I was I started wrestling in Puerto Rico. So like the style over there is totally different from the style in the states, from the style in Europe, from the style, from the style in Japan, and the style in Mexico. So um, I kind of had to uh, adapt to every single situation that I was in with the years. You know, so as you go to different um, you know countries and different parts of the world, you obviously see different stuff. So um, the change from, like, when I first started wrestling, I was just a complete high flyer, you know, just straight-up high flyer. Now I, I really pride myself in being a hybrid wrestler, a guy that could do everything. You know, I could brawl, I could chain wrestle, I could, you know, I could hardcore, I could have a hardcore match, I could I could fly with the best of them, you know. And I believe that's the, that's the best way to be, especially with the way the business has evolved right now. You know, you have to be able to adapt to, to everybody's style because nowadays, especially with guys like Zack Sabre Jr., um, guys that are bringing those type of styles into the business, you know, um, again, the business is evolving and um, it, 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 there's a lot of stuff like like uh, MMA stuff and like cash wrestling stuff that is getting thrown into wrestling and, um, you know, you got to be prepared for stuff like that. So um, if I would have just stayed focused in what I was doing before when I started wrestling, you know, I wouldn't be the, the, the wrestler I am today, you know. So I, I really believe that... Um, that you know, changing changing your style and adapting to situations, uh, it, it's a really it's a big key to to being successful. And you know, and and again, like uh, it's a total different style from when it started right now. Oh yeah, and like you're saying, you're a hybrid wrestler, you know, uh, with so much new styles coming into the wrestling world, like how you were saying, like the MMA people coming into the business. Uh, you know, now that you speak about MMA guys coming in, uh, like I know they've been talking to people like Ronda Rousey to come into the WWE and, and Conor McGregor, uh, and then you got the guy from Evolve, uh, Matt Riddle, you know, in wrestling there. Uh, it, let me let me ask you this. Like you, I, I always saw you as one of the strongest you know wrestlers I've ever got to see live. And let me tell you something: whoever's in that ring with you better be ready to take a hit. <laughs> and I've seen it live. Like, have you ever have you ever thought about? Hey, let me try my style in the octagon as well. Have you ever thought about going into an MMA yourself? Um, actually, I, I really respect uh, MMA mixed martial arts. I would totally get wrecked <laughs> if I got into that <laughs> business. One, because, you know, um, again, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to be 30 years old next year, and uh, I, uh, I've been putting a lot of damage in my body in, in pro wrestling. I am, however, very, very attracted to Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, which my girlfriend practices. And um, I, it's one of the things that I really wanna would like to get into, just for conditioning, and just for uh, just just for to know, for knowledge, just because uh, it's a really good thing to know, and um, it will be really nice um, once I'm 
injury-free, I could, you know, go ahead and give that a try. Not to compete or anything like that, just, you know, just so I could uh, just so I could have something else to do, you know. And uh, it's always yeah. nice to know uh, different stuff, and uh, it's always good to try to add new stuff to your arsenal and not stay, you know, one-track-minded. So um, as far as uh, getting into USC, I will never do that because uh, I respect that business. I respect that business too much, and um, I, I wouldn't want to try something that um, and, and half-ass it, you know. Um, I'm already a little bit older, and I believe that I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't try to go fight when I'm 30 years old, you know. Um, I really respect that business, and I respect the people that do it, so um, I wouldn't want to disrespect that type of business by going in there half-ass train and, you know, doing things half-ass because that's not how I do things. Well, a funny story is uh, every time I introduce one of my co-hosts, everyone roses him, uh, 450, uh, about uh, a recent worker who entered the octagon. Uh, I'm talking about little CM Punk over here. And every single time I introduce him, <laughs> it becomes a roast. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, and I wanted to actually ask you, you already answered it, but basically you said that you wanted to get into Brazil, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu like how your, your girlfriend's in. Uh, so you are planning, like once you start training with that, you do plan on putting a little bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu in your arsenal when uh, in the ring and stuff? I mean, uh, if, if, uh, if, if I do, um, <clears throat> if I do, it wouldn't be a whole lot. I don't. I don't really want to stray away from my style, but I. I, it, I would just want to learn new submissions and new transitions, um, because again, like I said, it's always nice to know different stuff, and you never know when, you know, you could bust out like a cool submission or a cool transition into a different move, and uh, you know, stuff that people are not gonna expect from me, you know, because like usually people just expect like the the high flying, the high brawling, and the lucha libre style, you know. So it's always nice to yeah. show them that curb, you know. So one thing a lot of people know about you, and especially me, because you and I have had constant conversations about this, and I'll, I'll pass it to you guys once I'm done talking to him because this is fan-to-fan fan now. Uh, last time I saw you, we had a nonstop conversation about the DBZ movies. <laughs> and yeah. I know you, you are a constant DBZ fan. So uh, have you been uh, up to par with DBZ, uh, Mr. 450? Oh, of course. Of course, I actually just watched the re- no, most recent episode of Dragon Ball Super yesterday. So, um, yeah, definitely. I definitely keep in touch with it. I just got my girlfriend into it. Uh, we we just wrapped up, uh, I believe, season four of Dragon Ball C. So, um, yeah, definitely always keep in touch with that. It's like my favorite anime. So, Well, the Black Goku, I think, is the best thing I've ever seen since the evil Shenron, just to say that on the record. Uh, but if you had to resemble yourself, Mr. 450, to any DBZ character, who would you want to resemble yourself to? Oh, Vegeta, man. It's the only character that I think had, uh, well, not the only character, but I believe it's one of the main characters that, um, had, uh, a, a, a type of build where, like, he, he started off as a, as a bad guy, then, uh, he was, like, a confused bad guy because he was stuck in between that line between, good, like, good and evil. And then uh, he was, like, confused about being a dad. And, you know, like, he was one of those characters that was able to evolve. And he always kept that pride, you know, like, that pride. He always just wants to be the greatest warrior in the universe. And he always has that in his mind. And, I, and, and that, that always, like, motivates me to, like, make myself better because that's what he always wants to be. He always wants to be a better fighter, a better warrior. 
And uh, it, it's one of the things that I really take uh, into my wrestling character and into my persona. Yeah, the, it, it's. I, I could so see that, especially with your shirts, man. <laughs> I, I could definitely <laughs> see that. It, I think one of your shirts says bad man and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely can see that from you. So... Mr. 450, uh, I'm not going to try to steal all the spotlight here from my two co-hosts. I'm going to pass it on. If I have anything else, uh, I'll pick it up at the, the far end. But first, I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic to my little guy here, little CM Punk. So, CM Punk, the uh, mic is for yours for Mr. 450. Hey, Mr. 450. How how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, little CM Punk? I'm going good, man. How how you doing? Everything's going great, man. Everything's going great, dude. Good to hear from you. That's good, man. Nice to hear from you. Uh, so one of my first questions has to do regarding the Cruiserweight Classic. I know I'm pretty sure when you were you were in the Cruiserweight Classic, but you were a backup, I believe. Like you know, just in case when somebody got injured, correct? Uh, they they gave it. Uh, they were calling us the alternates. Yes. The yeah, yeah, the alternates. My, I apologize. Um, it, have they have you been in contact to appear in in the 205 Live show starting tomorrow? Uh, 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 I should not, I, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, uh, I'd rather you, not talk about that just because I don't, you know, I don't want to ruin any type of chances I might have with that. So, uh, I'll plead the fifth on that. <laughs> oh, would you, or, or how about a different, like, try, would you be interested in being, in being in it? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, they're going to have the world's greatest cruiserweights, you know, and, uh, you know, it's definitely a place I would want to be. A bunch of my friends are there, and, you know, of course, I would want to be there with my friends making history, but um, you never know what that will happen, so uh, just, you know, just got to keep working to to get there, keep working hard to get to that point. Yeah, for sure, man. That would be awesome if you were, if you were there. Uh, my next question is, you know, I've seen you in a lot of matches, in a, I think at least two years or three years now, but I but I haven't obviously been in the business longer than that. Out of all the matches that you've been in in the like years you've been in your career, which match has been your favorite and why? My favorite match ever. Ooh, yeah, man. in your career. Oh, man. Well, there's too many to name. Um, I had a bunch with Lince Dorado. They were like my favorite matches that I've ever had ever. Um, I had a couple matches with this guy in Puerto Rico called Sensational Carlitos, who were really good matches. But uh, recently, um, I, I really had a cool match with Jeff Hardy that I really enjoyed. Um, but I couldn't really just point out one match. You know, there's there's way too many matches and moments that uh, stick out in my mind. But, um, oh, man, it's just it's a hard question. I would say, like, uh, maybe the last match I had with Lince Dorado in Puerto Rico was a really good match. Um, I might go with that one. Let's Let's go with that one. <laughs> Alright, and um, my last question, um, if you could face anybody and like from any time, no matter who it was, to in, a, in the match, who would it be and why? Like Ooh, a dream match, basically. Um, can I say like maybe three people? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, there's no problem with that, yeah. Um, um, one of them will be AJ Styles, just because I, I watched him pretty much all his career since like before Ring of Honor. Um, and uh, he's pr- probably, in my opinion, the, the best wrestler right now in the world, pound for pound. 
and uh, I want to wrestle the best in the, the best wrestlers in the world. I like competition, so I will I will think a match with AJ Styles would be a great match to have. Um, another match that I've always wanted to have was a match against Shawn Michaels, which obviously that probably is never going to happen because obviously he's retired. But um, that would have been one of the matches I wanted to have one because he could wrestle anybody and he could make anybody look good. And uh, he was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. Um, and then another match will be I would like to have a rematch with Lince Dorado, let's say in a main stage like WrestleMania, just because you know he's like my brother and uh, he's the uh, Rey Mysterio to my Eddie Guerrero. So let's put it like that. That's uh, excellent. Yeah, I would love to see any of those matches. You know, even Shawn Michaels if he could come back for one last match. Uh, so yeah, those are my questions. Thank you, man. Nice talking to you and taking the time to answer questions. And I'll see you at Ronin, man. You'll be there, right? Thank you. Yep, I will definitely be there. Thank you so much, Lil and Punk, and I'll see you soon, man. Yeah, I'll see you, man. Take care. I'll pass the mic to Lorraine. Okay, well, let me uh, let me cut it off right there because uh, Lorraine's microphone is having technical difficulties, so uh, I do apologize for that. Uh, Rick. While I'm here fit, trying to fix Lorraine's mic, uh, can you take over for from here? Sure, I got it. How's it going, 450? How's it going, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. How are you? Good, good. Got a couple of questions for you. Talk about uh, some of the various promotions that you've worked for uh, in your career. Uh, any one stand out for you uh, more than another? I know it's probably tough to answer. Ooh, man. Uh... Okay, I will say one of my favorite places to work ever is definitely WWC in Puerto Rico. That's my home. That's my home company. It was uh, pretty much one of the first companies that gave me an opportunity on TV in Puerto Rico. So um, that's like one of my favorite places to go. I love going to Mexico. It doesn't matter where. I love wrestling there. And um, right now, one of my favorite places to go um, in Chicago, will be Freelance Wrestling. It's an amazing company. They've been running, I believe, for uh, two years now. They just had like their two-year anniversary, and um, it's a great company in Chicago. If you guys have the opportunity to check them out, check them out, Freelance Wrestling. And then there's this, also this really cool fed called Fest Wrestling down in Gainesville, Florida, who, uh, who are doing great things, and um, I really enjoy working there. So, Those is, that be, like, the, is that the promotion where uh, Angel Rose and Linda had a match maybe a month or so ago? Yep, 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 yep. What a match that was. Holy crap. Wow. That was incredible. Well, our next question is, what do you think the difference is between, uh, you said you started your career in Puerto Rico. What's the, the difference between the styles in Puerto Rico as opposed to the U.S. in terms of you know, the, all of it, the, the different styles of promotions, how, how they differ? Uh, you know, like the fans, in, I would say the fan base. Uh, the, the, the fan base in Puerto Rico are, like, bloodthirsty, uh, you know, just, like, they want to see blood, they want to see a big brawl, they want to see a good uh, storyline playoff in a match. They're not so much into, like, uh, the moves and all this cool stuff that goes on in the ring. They're more into, like, the, the storyline, as in, like, when you go to Mexico, they don't care about storylines, they just want to see Lucha Libre, you know? And, um, and when you come to the States, you know, the fans just want to see cool stuff. So, again, it's different, three different places, you know, that uh, people like different stuff. So, it, it, it really depends on the fans. That's, that's my opinion. Um, the, the, the fans kind of make the show. And, um, yeah, that's, like, the differences, in my opinion. And then my last question is, you have uh, some really interesting headgear 
for those people who haven't seen it, can you describe it? Is that I don't watch Dragon Ball Z, unfortunately, but is that Dragon Ball Z thing, or where did that come from? Oh, excuse me, what? Your headgear. Are you wearing to the ring? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely a Dragon Ball Z uh, thing. I uh, recently been switching it up to uh, a mask that I wear. It's, uh, it's like a Eddie from Iron Maiden mask. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've been I've been trying to switch it up a little bit because uh, there's been a few wrestlers coming out of the works trying to copy my style. <laughs>
Okay. Also, um, have you worked any promotions in Pennsylvania? And if not, uh, would you like to? No, I haven't. And, um, you know, if they book me, of course, I would love to go. Of course, I love wrestling, and I love, you know, going to new places. So I would really, really love to go to Pennsylvania as well. Awesome. All right, that's about all I have for right now. I'll pass it back to George. Thank you very much, and it's been an honor. Thank you so much. Uh, Take care. All right, uh, Mr. 450, let me just pass you over to Millie. Come here. Uh, to my COO real quick. I know she wanted to come and ask you something just real fast out of your time. Uh, Millie, come here. Get this mic. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here. Come here. Hello, Mr. 450. Hello. <laughs> How are you today, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just over here uh, sitting next to Lucha the dog while he shoots on his toy. Just having a nice relaxing <laughs> night. <laughs> I know. I follow you on Instagram and Twitter. She's so cute. Oh, my God. She's adorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I've had the honor of actually meeting you twice already at Ronin, both Ronins. Um, now, with social media being the hottest thing, how has it improved on selling merchandise? How has it improved with networking for you? What do you think? Oh, it's great. I believe, like, social media is one of the best tools we have nowadays, you know, if, you know, to promote and just get yourself out there and people that know about you. Everybody has an Instagram. Everybody has a Facebook nowadays. Everybody has Twitter, you know. So I believe that that's one of the base, best ways to self-promote yourself. And uh, I really don't know how people did it back in the days without it, honestly, because um, uh, that has helped me out to, like, get bookings all across the world. So I really believe that social media truly helps a lot, everybody in this business. Awesome. Now, with the selling merchandise, do you feel that it, it, it helps you more, or does it hurt hurt you a little bit? No, it actually helps because um, I have a personal uh, account, and, like, I don't have to do anything. You know, people go there, they buy my stuff, they personally handle the shipping, they handle everything, you know. I just get paid, you know, so... Um, it's really cool to be able to have that option, you know, so uh, it's a great thing. Awesome. Now, um, I know that you I do have merchandise that you um, definitely have on um, Pro on the website. Now, which merchandise do you feel is the, the hottest commodity that you see that your fans do buy the most? Well, right now I have a new shirt. Um, it's basically the, the, the it's, it's theme after the mask that I used to, that I come out to the ring with. Uh, it's like my new shirt. It's the Batman design, and uh, right now that one's been selling pretty good, better than like the last uh, few shirts that I had. So right now that's like the hottest selling item, and like right now I actually have a, a Cyber Monday sale going on where if you buy a shirt you get a free eight by ten. So and it's been going pretty well. So I, you know it's cool. I dig it, and I like the design. People like the design, and it's a it's a new thing. You know it's different, and nobody else is doing it. So that's what I'm all about. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really because I love you, like I do. I, I just think <laughs> that you see all well, uh, Puerto Rican too. Would you see how our our bank account is set up? <laughs> when you have a career, <laughs> you gotta, you know. But I definitely, I cannot wait to see you um, at Ronin um, next um, in January. Actually, um, me and CM Punk um, with Rip, we will definitely be there, and we're looking forward to seeing you again. For me, it'll be my third time, and you honestly, I. <laughs> I gotta say, I've never seen someone so talented in my life, honestly. Besides, Lynn. wow, that means a lot. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> my first, I'll be honest, my first reaction when you first came, I'm like, who is this guy? And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first reaction, to be honest with you. And I think I think I kind of threw Rick off with all that, being the only girl, like, really opening her mouth in that role. And he was just like, uh, who's this girl? What? <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> you know. Anyway, sorry, Definitely. Billy, go on. No, that was really what I wanted to uh, ask him because you know, so I know social media is either it hurts you or it, or or it, it improves you. Because I do know some wrestlers who cannot definitely get up on social media for nothing, and it just hurts them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, I'm, well, I'm really glad I social media could be a great tool, you know, and it could be a terrible tool if you don't know how to use it properly. I uh, was yeah. lucky to go to a social media class, so <laughs> I, uh, I learned how to utilize that tool properly. So, yeah. Well, maybe you need to teach um, George some classes because I'm the one who does everything. Maybe you need to teach George. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm terribly afraid of Mr. 450. <laughs> Uh, he he might be an inspiration to me. Yeah, but deep down inside, he's an inspiration to me. I'm talking about Mr. 450. But outside, I'm terrified of him. <laughs> so every time I see... <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you, 450. I'm just... Dude, how can I be terrified of you? Every time I see you, the first thing that just comes to our minds is DBZ. <laughs> so, so it, like, that... That's why I love going to shows that you're on because I feel like, yes, I could be a fan and whether I'm working there as a fan or I'm working as a journalist, you know, I know I could be myself around people like you and I appreciate that because I'm a geek inside. I'm like one of those anime geeks and I just love the fact of just being, exactly. I just love being around people like you because it's like, I could go up to you and be like, and on the average fan will be like, oh my God, that guy's so big. Would he even talk to me? Would he even talk to me? But in reality, you are a very nice guy. And I could walk up to you and be like, hey, so did you see that episode with Frieza? And we could just talk forever. So, so trust me, I, you are very, very, very respected. And for those who don't, I know you earn them the hard way. So, so basically, I, I thank you very much for your time here, man. No, thank you guys for having me again, and I hope the show keeps keeps on going. And um, you know, anytime you guys want to have me, just let me know. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. Now I do have this question here. As a matter of fact, uh, sorry, this message just came into our chat from Cindy. Uh, Cindy wants to know: Have you, in the world, hold on, she's right. Okay, she's writing in in a world of female power now have you ever thought about wrestling in a intergender match like against oh, oh i see where you're getting at of course i, I would love yeah, go to ahead. Um, i would love to there's plenty of girls that uh, that are amazing and doing really good out there that i would like to wrestle um especially like after i saw like angel rose kill it with dorado and then kill it back to back with ar Fox. you know i believe uh i believe that uh you know that that now, like, women, that powerful women movement where, like, people don't see, like, girls could you wrestle, should only wrestle girls, you know, it's cool that now we have that option where we could have intergender competitive matches and give the people a show, you know, because they're paying to see a show, 
and uh, I believe in, in, in equal opportunities. So I, uh, you know, I would love to go, you know, as long as it makes sense and as long as it's, it's somebody that is willing to get hard, you know, get hit hard and not complain, and I'm all for it, you know. <laughs> well, the, yeah. Well, and well, then I, I have this. Question. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now he's, now, Mr. Portricky said he's, he's looking into, he'll be more than happy. So how about this one? We all know that Angel and uh, Lindsay had, you know, brother against sister. What? Are, how would you feel about going against your own sister? Oh, man, I would love to, man. Angel Rose is amazing. She's making a bunch of noise in the independence. And I believe, like, next year will be her, you know, breakout year if she hasn't broken out already because she's been doing really good lately. And I would love to face her. And actually, I would want to face my girlfriend, too, and she's now, I think we could have a cool match. Nice. Hmm. Uh, funny how we asked that same question to Facade not to uh, a couple weeks ago about that, and uh, and also one last question, Mister Four Fifty, and then we'll get to your plugs. Uh, I have another question here from Matthew. He wants to know what inspired you to fill your bump card, and now that uh, he's close to half a year in training, what should be his next steps? Well, um, I uh, what inspired me to fill my bum card? Uh, I just, you know, I just love wrestling. You know what I mean? Like I love wrestling. I love going out there and performing in front of people and and doing my thing and giving people a good show. As far as like advice for somebody starting up, I told this to a kid yesterday that I saw XWA. He he was 13 years old and he's already training and doing his first his first his first stuff. I told him what somebody else told me 14 years ago, and I didn't listen. Take care of your knee. <laughs> take care of your knee because you, you're going to want to walk when you're older, you know. I'll take care of your knees and make sure you protect those wheels because that's, what, you know, that's where we stand on. That's where we run. That's how we kick, and that's how, you know, we're able to. So um, I, I really believe in that. Take care of your knees. Never take no for an answer. Always know what you're worth and work hard, and you will get to where you need to go. Awesome. Well, Mr. 450, thank you so very much for your time. Let's go ahead and do your plugs here because I know you're very, very tired. I, I really didn't want to keep you on long because of your traveling and you went straight to working out and now you're finally home, so I feel like you deserve some rest. Uh, how can fans follow you on social media, You know, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? How can bookers get a hold of you for any booking inquiries? And also, how, where can fans catch you next live, man? Um, you know, you can follow me on social media, on my Twitter, at Mr450 underscore. And you can follow me on Instagram, at Mr450 underscore underscore. And then you can follow me on Facebook. You can just search me by my real name, John Jesus Yernet with a Y. And um, I will be this this week. I will be Friday in Puerto Rico, WWC Pistons Lockout. That's like one of their biggest shows of the year. It's like uh, the last show for this year. And then we'll come back strong in January. Um, we got Alberto Del Rio versus Carlito Caribbean Cool on Saturday night. I'll be facing Ray Horace, who's a Dragon Azteca and Lucha Underground on Saturday. And then I'll be facing Chicano and Ray Horace on Friday in a three-way. Then Sunday I will be at Fest. And then the following week on the 11th, Sunday the 11th, I will be in Chile for uh, an event called... Uh, What's it called? Uh, man, I think it's called uh, uh, Final Destiny. So Final Destiny, a uh, Fatal Destiny, and I'll be facing Pentagon Jr. there for uh, the Lucha Submission World Championship that I took 
there for the very first time in IMA history as the first Puerto Rican wrestler to win a championship in Chile by beating Ricochet. So um, I will be there on the 11th. So if you guys could look me up on social media, there's my social media. If you guys want to check me out of any of those shows, you're more than welcome. Awesome. So, and before you go, uh, I did forget to pass this message. Alex Cruz says hello, Mr. 450. Hello, and, uh, and I And I hope Serpentico doesn't beat you up too bad this weekend. <laughs> Ooh, that's a challenge. Uh, he also said, apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, uh, 450, but apparently that when, uh, because I haven't seen you in, in, what, a little over a year, that... Uh, that when you're walking, when we're walking next to 450, to please walk sideways because you're a very wide individual. Now that you <laughs> you've gained so much muscle. <laughs> oh man, I'm just you know I'm just trying to like stay in shape, bro. Yeah, stay in shape. <laughs> well, I'll let Alex Cruz know that, and and by all means, if he said anything wrong, you probably could drop him on his head next time you see him at Mucha Lucha. I mean. <laughs> So for sure. All I'll right. Tell, I'll, tell some, I'll tell my buddy from the LWL Serpentico to to drop him on his head. You'll see him this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, you probably could. Uh, or you probably could tell Mecca Balam too. You know, you never know. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. That's a good option. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mister Four Fifty. Thank you so very much again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys, and thanks for having me. Have a great night, guys. Thank you. You, you too. Good night. Bye. All right, guys. Th- that was Mr. 450. What a, uh, again, an honor to have him on the show. Uh, you know, it, it's always an honor when you get to speak to people like him, and especially when they take the time to, to be, you know, on the show. It, like, this has been a fantastic Hispanic Heritage episode from top to bottom when it comes to these great Hispanic superstars that shared their time with us here tonight. So, let's go ahead and close off the show with some positivity. First, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you guys, my family, to our newest family members, kind of like mom just gave birth to a new baby. <laughs> and this baby came out as an adult. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is she? Mark, you know, is she Mark? We need Jesus. Come again? Jesus. This is Mark and Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so guys, mom, mom gave birth to a baby girl. This baby girl has apparently uh, what's that guy's uh, that movie that Brad Pitt played in that it, it, he aged backwards. Um, the John uh, Button. Thank you. He, she apparently has the John Button disease because she came out as an adult. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you. She's making her hosting debut next week here on Reality Check Radio when we have Anthony Janazzo and our first ever UK guest, guest from the United Kingdom, Bea Presley. I'm talking about none other than Miss Christina. Christina, how are you? I am great as a uh, almost six foot baby, apparently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> how did mom survive yeah, also, birth to that? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know how either you know my mom or my biological mom survived my birth. I don't know. It's a miracle. <laughs> Everything's a miracle. <laughs> Well, Christina, you know, you 
are, you know, an active wrestling fan. You've been to Ring of Honor. You've had the honor of interviewing some great names in the business like the Pentagon, uh, Dark. You've interviewed the Big Show. Uh, you've been to Ring of Honor. You've been to many independent shows. I know you're going to be at the next up-and-coming Ronin 13. Uh, you've worked with yeah. the legendary Jim Barcelone. So tell us a little quick thing uh, before, because I know you're busy. Uh, you know, this was unexpected, but I wanted to introduce you to the many listeners that we have. What can we be expecting next week from Christina? What, what are we expecting from Christina next week on Reality Check Radio? Wow, a, a whole lot of something, that's for sure. Uh, I did want to apologize for today to kind of ruining the Hispanic heritage sort of going on because I have no ounce of Hispanic in me whatsoever. So, first of all, apologize for that. Uh, but, yeah, a lot going on. I mean, I'm ready to talk about anything and anything, wrestling, Lucha Libre, anything you guys want. I am totally down for any of it and all of it. Well, as long as you don't try Whoa. to dethrone me, that, that's all that that's all I'm saying. Because You're I am the lady. king in this castle. Protect the You've already been dethroned. George. Lorraine, don't you be... Huh? George. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get right? a... Uh, I'm going to get my ass whooped. <laughs> He's only the king anyway. of the Red Throne. And we all know which one that is. Christine, we're happy to have you, and I wish you all the best with us. Thank you. Thank you, Lorraine. Hello to you, too. First time. Hello. All right. And, of course, the assistant COO, and I'd like to call her pretty much the alpha alpha female of the, of the group. She's like a lioness, I swear. Millie? Millie, uh, is your turn? Oh, Really? I feel like you've been ignoring me, George. <laughs> what? I don't Come care. on, George. you got to let the lady speak. What? Let's... Don't be. Yeah, you heard me. You're ignoring me. So, Christina, welcome to the family. You are no longer non-Spanish. You are Spanish because the rest of you and Lorraine are officially Spanish. So I don't want to hear another of awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, once oh. you become part of this little crazy family here, you're officially Spanish regardless. That, that is, I, will, I, will, you want to... I will start making the cookie dough now. <laughs> you can be oh, hold on. Time out. Time out. Millie, mm-hmm. pause right there. Pause right there for yeah. a quick second, Millie. Lorraine, can you speak Spanish? <laughs> can I speak Spanish? Oh, Colorado zone. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Well, I'm just so, you know, okay. George, George, just, uh, I'm just letting you know, you, you're taking my spotlight. Not cool, because it's, it's enough that you're putting baby in the corner. Okay? Let me tell you. Hey, you <laughs> wanted the AC seat, okay? You wanted the air conditioner. Not my fault, okay? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> not my fault. Anyway. Hey, it's not my fault that you wanted to look all perky God, for... for... I, will, I will super chop you right now. Shut up. Stop okay, it. I'm sorry. Stop it. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> anyway, I'm sorry about that, Christina. This is what we do. This is I yell at George. Oh. He says sorry, and all, and all is well. What <laughs> That's what families are for, right? <laughs> exactly. But again, welcome. Um, definitely, I, as George says, George says, I'm the toughest here of the bunch. Um, so if I if I sound like I'm a little bit uptight, do not take it personally. I seriously, I've lost almost two to three days of sleep working on what on the website and Twitter and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, you and you and me both, darling. I've worked a hundred hours in the past two weeks, so I'm a walking zombie right now. Yeah. So it's, oh, and, and, both and, of you. And I gotta go to bed. And I gotta go to the gym. So I'm like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but so, well, thank you now? guys. No. Go right ahead, yeah, George. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Rick, go ahead and and say your words to the new family member. You being the elder of the group. Well, as you can see here, the inmates run the asylum. So now is your chance to run. In the in the world of Great Wyatt, run. If not, welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Truly humbling this experience right now. Oh, it's going to be a blast. All right. So, and of course, you've yet to meet uh, little CM Punk, which is kind of like the attention getter in the show. Well, <laughs> Actually, so, I have met little CM Punk. I have met him. Oh, really? I'm sure he he may, because I, I guess I, I met him at the last Ronin show, and I guess you can say I was a little bit on the famous side on that, because I was on the receiving end of the infamous Joey Ryan lollipop. Oh, really? oh! Yeah, I got a lot of a lot of reaction that night. A lot of reaction I was not expecting. Oh that was I wanted that lollipop, Christina. No play. Oh, we might have to fight for it. I mean, come January, he's coming back to Ronin, so we might have to duke it out for that. <laughs> can, can I have a front row ticket to that cat fight? <laughs> I'll buy a ticket to that. Oh, but, I mean, uh, you know where it is. Go right ahead. It, guys, just for the record on that lollipop, uh, before you go, Christina, uh, I don't know if anyone's seen the clip, but Player Uno is currently suspended from an organization for throwing Joey Ryan's lollipop at a uh, at one of their trons. I think it was ICW UK. And uh, basically, he threw the lollipop at the Tron, and it broke. So that lollipop is no joke. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, that lollipop, lollipop has special is, powers. His lollipop is as strong and magical as his penis. So I expect no less. Alrighty then. I mean, can you honestly expect no less from Joey Ryan? I can't. I can't. I can't. I mean, how do we go from here? Christina, you fit in here perfectly. You fit in perfectly. All I heard was, let's get in mind, Joey Ryan's lollipop is not a real penis. penis. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so 
still laughing about the whole Joey Ryan and Lollipop thing. Breathe. Oh, my God. Breathe. At least, let's get back on topic and at least let Little Sam Punk say hello. Little Punk? Are you there? Are you alive? Have uh, I been go ahead. Before I die. Little Sam fainted. No, he's there. Little Punk? George, what's wrong with Lil' Sam Punk's mic? What's going on? Lil' Punk's mic. Stop holding your mic. This is the last episode of Reality Check because I feel like everyone's just pretty much done right now. No one can contain themselves anymore. It's gone off the rails. That's just George. We got this. We got this. We got this. Christina. We got this. Christina killed us all. <laughs> little punk. She killed, you. she killed you. Yeah, hello. Yeah, right. There, you, there you are, little punk. Go ahead and say your hellos to the to your new sister. <laughs> well, yeah. Welcome to the family. As you can see, we're really uh, crazy. A fuck. <laughs> I think I think little punk is so tortured he's gonna come back as Mickey Gall for the next show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so Christina, before you kill us again, we still have a crowning to get to. Get to. Uh, <laughs> any last words before you go? <laughs> and, and goodbye should I be one of them. Well, I, I'm glad that I could definitely give my little insight on, on Joey Ryan's lollipop, among other things. Uh, I'm glad that was well received. I cannot wait to come back next week and do it all over again. <laughs> And I'm I'm truly oh, humbled by this experience. I am thankful, thank God, you guys, you know, my family. Obviously, we've, we've messed well together in these past 10 minutes. I am humbled, and I'm gracious, and I'm so happy to be a part of the, the RC family. <laughs> and we're, pl- we're glad to have you on board, too, as long as you don't kill us. <laughs> with, with I can't statements make like any that. promises on that. George, you got to stop I, saying I can't that. Make How promises. about you, George? Let's just reframe this. You, 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 and you. Okay? Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Christina. We'll be looking forward to working with you next week, okay? All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. You too. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I almost died. <laughs> I that you better tweet that, Millie. Get get back to your desk. No, get back hold, to your on, desk. hold on. Hold on. Just just no, hold on, guys. No, no, no. Just picture this for a second. The first guest that she gets to talk to next week is Anthony Genazzo. Let that oh let's, my let's, God. Let's marinate for a second. Anthony <laughs> Genazzo. Just let that marinate. That just for a sunk while. in. Yeah, that, that just uh, sunk yeah. in. Oh no! Yeah, we're getting. Billy knows yeah, exactly what I'm getting, talking about too, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's calling you on popcorn I'm, with butter? Uh-huh. Who, uh huh. Who's bringing the popcorn? Uh, <laughs> right I think he right might. No, he just might bring <laughs> the pancakes or sausage. He might bring oh, the butter, but that's all the story. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, guys, we have one last thing to do before we go off the air. It's very important that I get everyone's attention for this because 
Yes, I announced it on social media. Yes, I announced it when we first started the show. But now it's the official crowning. And I literally, all joking aside, I know we just had a bunch of fun right now laughing our asses off, but this is all joking aside. This is 100% serious. If there's anyone that deserves this position, is this young woman, because literally since the day she walked in through the door from when the first message I messaged her, and as a matter of fact, I have to thank Rick for this too, since the first day that I messaged her, okay, to come on the show, from that day, from hour number one, she has not stopped on Reality Check Radio. No matter what the issue, no matter what the personal issue, no matter what the professional issue, no matter what... Anything that she was going through, she dedicated her life and her time to Reality Check Radio. And I swear to God, I think Reality Check Radio would not be what it is today if it wasn't for her in the first place. So I'm going to go ahead and make this official. As we all know, Lorraine is our, you know, official COO. But there's, I'm going to give her a secondary, you know, COO, and this person has worked so hard and has an attitude for this business that is so admirable that I feel like she deserves it more than anybody. I want to give a big round of applause and a huge promotion to the crowning of the new Reality Check Radio COO, Mrs. Amelia Millie Cruz. Woo! Woo! Oh, boy. I'm, I'm not going to be a little crybaby like George. I'm sorry. It's not happening. I think Reality Check Radio got one, got one too many tears out of me already. <laughs> I never wondered what episode I'm talking about. And um, definitely, definitely, um, I literally put in no sleep into this. Uh, as, like I told Christina, you know, it's a, in a sense, it's a joking matter, but it's also very serious. Um, when George came to me back in, uh, oh, my God, when was Ronan? September, let's say. It was June. Ronan was in June. So I would have to say literally maybe a week after Ronan. So not even because September 6th was our first episode. So, like, the end of June, I was opposed to, um, actually... It was a funny story. I see a message from a guy, and I'm like, what the hell is this? I can't take this serious. I get DMs all the damn time, and I just enjoy the hell out of it. It's because I don't know who the photos are anymore. So Rick messaged me. Rick is like, you need to talk to this guy. He's trying to get in contact with you. You have to have a talk to And of course, Rick did. The night that I met someone and just just the whole time. We all love Rick. But yep. when I finally gave Georgia a chance and I listened, I actually was really, really excited. Uh, something actually definitely birthed in me. Um, I, I don't know if anyone ever listens to um, our or watches our live feed. Um, the other night when I was working on our webpage and everything, I just gave a little something on there. And um, definitely the indies, um, I was always a WWE kid, always a WWE kid. Never really knew about independent wrestling until actually last year, October. 
and that actually has to do a lot with our booker um, in our New York State, Matthew. Matthew actually put me onto the Indies from Ring of Honor, you name it, um, he's definitely on, and, and from there, I love wrestling, and at that point, I also definitely, definitely wanted to know more and learn more, and I have been. And of course, my first indie show out here was going in of 11, and I definitely fell in love with defense wrestling more than I already was. So, with bringing this opportunity that June to then start September 6th, with having on on air with us, their first time back, my first I'm actually physically speaking with her, of course, I've seen her again at Ronin and stuff like that. But it was uh, a, a baby birth within me, and ever since then, Reality Check Radio has definitely become my child. And I'm, I'm just like George, you guys mess with my baby, I will mess you up, and that's what it is. <laughs> so I'm not getting lightly when it comes to our name and what we put out in our product that we put out for our, um, for our affiliates, and even for ourselves as a family. You know, because every waking moment is a new opportunity outside the outside the doors, and that's what we're that's what we're you know here to do. And um, definitely, we stand by the model, and I stand by the model. Um, bring respect back to full wrestling. Because with podcasts out there, there's a, there's a number of of awesome podcasts, but some of them like to, in the sense, disrespect and talk about the negativity of that wrestler or of of that artist. And us at Reality Check Radio, we're definitely not about that. We're definitely about, Mm -hmm. you know, getting to know who the wrestler is, what they can bring to us, who they are, um, you know, their passion and why they do what they do. And the same thing with us, we have our own individual love for the industry, but it all comes to one single family. What I might love, George might not love. What Rich loves, you know, George and me might not love. What Matthew loves, you know, vice versa. It's just a big old family that we all get along, and we all love each other and each other at the same time, and that's what a family is. That's what it exactly. is. Exactly. And I definitely cannot be more. Again, as you guys have seen my my post on Facebook, I couldn't be more proud to have the team behind me that I do, and now to actually see it on. Um, you know, I expect nothing but the greatest and the glorious out of any of us, and that's just what I look at. Us, as a family, but and I, you know, and I appreciate well, everything, and I hope everyone appreciates what I do and has my back with certain decisions in my life um, going forward as to why I decided to um, definitely step back uh, from the mic. I love the mic. I love talking to our, you know, our our guests and stuff like that. But there's a uh, certain endeavors that I'm going to get into and. Definitely, I am looking forward to doing that, and um, hopefully you guys will enjoy following me on that journey. Well, definitely, 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 I think I could speak for all of us that we will always have your back. You are our sister, no matter what. Who comes through here? Who goes out through here? You're always going to be our sister in and out of Reality Check Radio, plain and simple. 
and uh, and that's never going to change. We love you, Millie. We love everything you've done for the show. Literally, there's no one that's ever reached the pinnacle of lo- what Lorraine has done for the show other than you. You know, everyone does their part, you know, including me, including Rick, including Little Pong, including Minja, including Rainey, which is one of our bookers, you know, and Matthew. We all do our part. But Lorraine has done some crazy, crazy stuff, like I've told you in the past. And she's been on this show when she's had her fibromyalgia flares and all that stuff, which is something you can't fight. There's no, you know, anything for that. There's no treatment. And she has continued to be on here. And you kind of, like, show that same passion. And what I mean by that is that no matter what the pain, no matter what you have gone through, no matter what you do, no, no matter what, you are always here. And that my dear, I tip my hat off to you, and that is why you got the position that you got today, because you, my dear, are a future Reality Check Radio Hall of Famer, and you deserve it. I am being honest, no jokes, no nothing, no kissing ass, just plain truth. <laughs> so, so, so basically, that is my opinion on that, and I'm going to close this <clears throat> by saying oh, one please, little... We forgot one thing, George. I'm sorry. There are one thing for us. One thing. If any any promoters, I can't I can't reiterate this enough. Any promoters listening in, any artists listening in, anything, please contact us at booking at realitycheckradio.online. Um, we still do answer our Facebook messenger, messages, but um, it's just going to be a little bit easier for you to contact us through our actual email because then we can look at the calendar and see what we have and see what we can do um, for you. Because as um, George made that announcement earlier today, we did become affiliates with Wrestle, um, Wrestle Pro out of New Jersey. So, um, and that's another big name alongside Lucha Underground. Um, so for those who yep. didn't believe in George, when he first came up with this idea for Reality Check Radio, let me tell you right now, with the team he has today, even including the vet Lorraine on his fire side as well, we will show you, we will prove to you why Reality Check Radio is not just a regular podcast, but why we bring respect back to the industry. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I really appreciate that. And to end it off, because we're not going to have enough time, folks, because Block Talk is about to cut us off, I have one last message uh, from our newest sister, Christina. Look at what she just said about this family. She says that she considers us basically the Wyatt family, but just more attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no one parents. That's cool. I'm not trying to take that, actually. What happened? I'm not trying to take that, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hey, as long as I'm Bray, that's all I got to say. As long as I'm Bray. Because, I, shit, I even have the belly, okay? Leave me alone. Oh, that is true. Oh, you're Bray? How about, no, 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 I'm Bray. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the brains of the operation, honey. Remember this. I'll be sure to add again. Well, guys. <laughs> next week, we'll decide who's who on this show. As a matter of fact, we'll let you, the listeners, decide who Bray Wyatt is and who Luke Harper and, and so and so is. Bro, if someone tells me I'm Braun Strowman, I'm going to go apeshit. Guys, next week, you get to decide who's who on this show of the Wyatt family. Till next week, 
join in with Anthony Genazzo and Bia Prisley uh, as we go over the seas in the United Kingdom. And Millie will be back, of course. Lorraine, I know this was your final episode. Thank you very much for everything you've done for the last three weeks. And, of course, Little Punk is back. But for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, I must say our three main things. Please be safe. Please be honest to one another. Sorry, I freaking uh, got caught my tongue there. Please be honest to one another. And most importantly, the most important rule of all. Stay real. Hey! (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of reality check.